This is Two Men On with Van Nunley and Fred Slow. It's Monday, Albuquerque. Welcome to the program. You know what that means. I saw Robert Gibson today over at Astos Park. That's nice. Yeah. Been a while. Been a while. It's been a while. Over at Ice Park, they're doing a press conference for Big Jackie Robinson Day celebration. So that's going to be next Tuesday. Yeah, next stoke for that. Next Tuesday, the eighteenth, little Jackie Robinson celebration. Little J Rob. Little J is uh is that his nickname? A forty two. Uh, forty two. Forty two. Good again. Hey, do you remember April fifteenth, nineteen forty seven, when a bunch of people thought it would be bad for baseball if black guys played it? Turns out they were wrong. They were super wrong. We wouldn't have Tim Anderson highlights this weekend. That'd been sweet. <laughs> Tim Anderson's the man right now. Tim Manderson. Did, excellent. Congratulations to Reverend Dr. Charles Beckwell Sr. who was honored as the 2020 C. Jackie Robinson making a difference recipient. Let's go. Oh, Very nice. If you recall, I went to Powdrell's Barbecue last year, which is kind of fun. Yeah. It was kind of fun. Good dudes. Help the community. Super good dudes. Mm -hmm. Tons of good dudes. Yeah. United opener this weekend. Who's better to talk to him? Let me start over. United home opener this weekend. That's right. At the lab. Who's better to talk to about that than the guy that owns the freaking team, Peter Trevisani, joining us at 515. Let's go. Let's go. Gonna make a big announcement. Huge announcement. And if he's not, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna twist his arm. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna bully him. Okay. We got him in a small space. Yeah. The studio ain't that big. I'm going to do that move where you grab his forearm with your two hands and you move the left hand one direction, the right hand the other direction, and then you alternate it quickly until it creates a burn. It's hard for people to say no to us. Yeah. You're really big. Mm-hmm. And I'm really funny looking. And Tyler, peer yeah, pressure. I got these crazy eyes. Yeah. Tyler's a victim of peer pressure your entire life. Why do you have a bulky haircut today? What's going on? This is always the haircut. No. No, you look better than usual right now. He's always hatted. I'm hatted. What's that? You you moving away from hats? You trying uh, to save your hairline? I am. I am. Lint's over. I'm, I'm worried about that. I'm biotin and hatless now. What was that first one? Biotin. What's it, what is that? It's a hair thing. Hold up. Are you familiar with this? It's like fancy shampoo, isn't it? Is that what that is? No, it's like a pill you take, and then in turn, <laughs> I get luscious locks. Oh, like a prenatal vitamin? Yeah. yeah. Like, is it like okay. fish oil or something? Are you saying it's like a fish oil thing? It's like a fish oil. It's in the same market as the fish oil. It's in the same section. I wouldn't have you pegged as a dude that takes biotin. What would you have me pegged at? Yeah, good, good question. A dude that takes acid. <laughs> <laughs> These are not mutually exclusive. Okay. <laughs> Does the biotin make the acid hit harder when you peak? Biotin that is acid, That's we're on to something. Ooh. Yeah. I'm going to see if this blows your mind. Happy Ramadan yesterday. John Ram. Hey, oh. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go on that. The Masters, which, by the way, sucked. Not trying to be that guy right now. The Masters freaking sucked. Well, you're wrong. There's no storylines. There are tons of storylines. Nothing about it's exciting. The Live Tour representing... Are you talking about second place finishing live tour? Multiple the, the, high finishers, the unwanted mm-mm. losers from the live tour. The, 12 out of 18 dudes made the cut. That's impressive. 12 of the live dudes? Yes. Hey, you know who made the cut but then was a quitter? Tiger. 
What's Sunday without a red shirt? Nothing. Oh, man. He was the last guy to make a cut. Did you see him limping around? Dude, I can't make it. That's sad. I had a car accident. It makes me feel really old. Everyone feel bad for me. Hey, Speaking of car accidents. Tiger Uber driving. Your boy had one. You did? Yeah. Over the weekend? Yeah, Friday, so I, Friday night. I'm pretending not to know, and I do know about this. This is the most van story ever. It is a kind of aggressively van, because you know... Uh, Loyal listener, friend of the show, that I have a, I drive a Prius, Ugh. and you know that I drove. Have you drove hipster tendencies, and I crashed my Prius, swerving out of the way of a dog. Oh, so stupid! I sacrificed my vehicle for a little pupperino. If you see a deer, do not veer. That is the rule. Everyone knows that's the rule. Usually, I got really good handles out there on them streets. What street? I've had to swerve before. What street was this on? Uh, University. That's not even like a highway one. That's like a regular one. Yeah. That's how I got out of the way of the dog. It's on the highway. I wouldn't have swerved on the highway. Were you doing Tiger Woods speeds on these back roads and that's why you wrecked? It was just like a normal speed limit thing. I swerved, overcorrected, hit a curb, jumped a curb, hit some bushes, broke my bumper, yeah, dented both, my radiator, yeah, blew hands, a tire. Did yeah. you have both hands on the wheel? Of course. No, you did not. Yes, I did. No, you drive. I'm the safest driver of all four of us. Chris Burnett is also here, but he's not on the microphone. I am by far the safest driver. That's for sure. For sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do not text me while I drive. Technically, I've never been in a wreck that was my fault. This one was. That's kind of the dog's fault, I'm going to say. Where's this dog If there wasn't, he ran away. Uh, Doggone it. Yeah. Maybe the loud crash and bang and scraping of bushes on my poor little Prius scared the dog away. Van, you said this was on university? Correct. That, okay, that wasn't a dog. That was a liberal arts major. There we go. That's what it was. <laughs> uh, was it dreadlocks? It was interpretive dog yeah, as performed by a liberal arts major. <laughs> <laughs> was it dreadlocks? I thought it was dreadlocks on a dog, like one of those Australian yeah. sheep dogs. And they weren't wearing their hipster uh, glasses because they, obviously they were trying to wreck a Ford F-350, but they saw your Prius on accident. Was it actually Tucker? Yeah. Did I swerve out of the way of Tucker? I don't know who that is. It's Tucker. You're talking about every college kid named Tucker? Correct. And uh, what's the other one? He's a little, uh, what do you call him, Trustafarian? Austin. He, got a, he, got, he moved out of the parents' house and started growing out dreadlocks. When you watched the Masters this weekend, you saw John Rahm four-putt on the first hole of the Masters, and he was a loser and at the very end of the pack, and then came back and won the whole thing. Did you think there was a chance for you to finally be successful in life? Um, Sorry, I missed out. We got some um, tech dip. So did I, don't, you, I don't think we're did you or did there's you no not? audio so you, on the streamy boy. So you That's did or okay. you did not have that problem? Uh, I'm sorry. I zoned out trying to help right, out come, the friends of the show. What were you right, saying? Come right back to the show with me. So whenever you saw him four-putt on the first hole, like did that? Did oh, that I, didn't, I don't watch. I just watched the end. I didn't see him. First three putt. days don't matter. Ish. That's how I feel. Yeah. And playing on this an, Sunday afternoon of the Masters is the only one that matters. Playing on an Easter is foolish. Did you want him to take the day off? You could pick a different day. Like, and with the rain on Saturday, like if you're going to play 24 holes on Sunday, like I just... I mean, it wasn't there. Easter isn't the same day every year. Like, the Easter ain't out here ruining the Masters every year. Well, I mean, I'm aware of that, but you Easter's can... like a spread of, like, 28 days, depending on where the moon is. Do you know where I learned that? Sure. Church? At a Hollow Spirits watch party when I was asking <laughs> Easter trivia we while we're watching New Mexico United take a tough L. We, we hosted that this past Saturday. It was pretty good. With that said... 
to me, the Masters is kind of lost it with the course. And I get Augusta. I get that, hey, it's something about it's better than everything else just because that's what we've been told. I get that there's weird storylines as far as it relates to all that. But what I'm trying to say is it's not all of that. I need guys going up against each other. I need Tiger at the end. I no offenses, John Rahm, Phil Mickelson, um, whoever the other cat was that tied with Phil, but it just, it wasn't there at the end because there just was there was like a lack of buzz. There was a lack of excitement, and I don't get up for dudes like celebrating with their babies on the green anymore, the way I did when maybe I was like younger and hadn't seen it before. It feels like a replay of every single year. And this is a guy talking who loves WWE. Tiger is must see TV. I'm not going to say you're wrong about that, but you're wrong about everything else. The, the Masters is still a magical tournament. All the drama of the live guys being there. John Rahm dropping down a couple pegs at the end of the round. Brooks Kepka, Phil Mickelson right on his heels. Uh, also a live golfer, Patrick Reed. He was nipping at his heels. Like There was a lot of excitement on the end. Anything could have happened. And I like just desperately wanted Rahm to choke. Having nothing to do with him, he seems like a lovely dude. But just the storylines of the live guys coming back and winning this tournament after all the heat they've taken for the past couple years, being able to play in the Masters, being able to play in these Opens. And then of the 18 live golfers that qualified, 12 of them made the cut. Three of them were in the top 10. That's representing. That's, that is an interesting storyline. So are you saying that the best golfers that play the game aren't in the best league? Because I'll hear that. I agree well, they're with they're mixed. Yeah, you got your purists who wanted to stay in the PGA. Good for them. I get it for the love of the game or whatever. Then you got a bunch of other good golfers that love money, who did it for money. By the way, the only reason you should do anything. Like, I, I am not at all motivated by history. I'm not at all motivated by prestige. I'm not at all motivated by lineage. That means nothing to me today. Like, I work for CBS Sports because other three-letter networks don't pay me more money. Like, that is why I am currently here. Also, 505-246-0610. What? If our lovely friends at other three-letter networks got their eye on the boys. Just call. It's like that. That's the only reason. If you get so good at a craft to where you're considered not just talented enough to be one of the best in the world, but talented enough to showcase to be recruited, to be headhunted, to be featured, go get the money. Yeah, get the money. Every time. If you if you don't have a problem with, like, Saudi blood and oil money, go for it. Cash them checks. United States of America isn't without all apologies. Oh, I agree with that. Sure. I agree with your, that your completely. PG, your, historically, your PGA money is just as dirty as this Saudi money, so chill out on that. Yeah. If you're talking about legacy and lineage of the PGA Tour and only winning majors in the PGA Tour, cool, I get it. You're, you're, you're part of that cult, whatever. But even the live guys who didn't make the cut, there's some studs. Bryson DeChambeau, Sergio Garcia, Jason uh, Korak, Bubba Watson. Yeah, Bruce Kapka we were talking about earlier a little bit, who was in third or whatever. Second. Yeah. He was in first and choked it away. <sighs> Did he choke it away? I'll tell you why he choked it away. You know why the live tour is called live? Live is the Roman numeral for 54. They only play 54 holes on their tournaments. He's not used to playing four days of golf, so he choked on one extra day. Well, and it's not even one extra day. That was a 24-hole day. 
It's rough. That's super rough. Again, it's not like you're playing back-to-back NFL games on Sunday. You're golfing. Well, that's a good point. You're golfing. It was in Georgia. Those dudes weren't even sweating. The pre- that's how nice the weather was. The presentation of it has fallen off so far for me that it's not even interesting. The, also, gy- the, the Jim Nance Masters broadcast is lame now. It used to be fun. It used to be unique. But he's, he's gone to the well too many times on this exact same shtick. You have to evolve this stuff. How many times can he make parallel to the sun rising and setting? Like, I get it. <laughs> like, it's stupid at this point. Like, Jim Nance, you are top tier, but you're playing a character here? Yeah. And it's a character that, that low-key died out years ago. You, you know our show. You know the program. Friends of the show who get the show, you understand what we're doing here. Like, we're not a classic sports talk show. This is the future. Just like the Live Golf Live Tour is the future. They nabbed David Faraday. David Faraday is the coolest, funnest golf commentator. That's probably true. He's entertaining and funny. I agree. Like, if you watch a Live Tournament and you have him commentating, it's engaging and fun and spicy and different. Who, who cares? I mean, the Waste Management Open changed everything. Live, the Live Tour changed everything. You got to adapt or die, or you're just going to be this old, boring sport that no one gives a expletive deleted about. You got to do anything, and I'm not trying to take a coin from ABC in the early 2000s. Bring in Dennis Miller. Bring in someone. Bring in anyone that will put the pomp and the circumstance of this thing on blast. Also, I got a new favorite golfer over the weekend. Okay, I know we didn't talk about this, but uh, I'll tell you right now, friend of the show. Okay. Live Golf's Taylor Gooch. Okay. That's my favorite name. That's my favorite golfer now. I don't know who that is. No one does. I do now. His Uh, last name is Gooch. That's amazing. Did the PGA... Never once in the history of their family did they consider changing the name from Gooch. That's awesome. Lean into it. I love it. Did the PGA dodge a bullet with Rom pulling this thing out? Oh, yeah. They did. Yeah. I mean, all the Live Golfers, you know, 12 of them making the cut. You know, Brooke, Brooksy and Phil, them tying for second, that's a big deal. Like, Phil shot a 7-under on Sunday with his crazy, skinny Tom Brady cracked-out face. He's 53 years old. That's another good storyline. The best storyline will come today or tomorrow, and that's when Liv signs John Rom. Or whoever's the next one to start cashing. You go and get, you go and get the dude at the very top right now. Yeah. And that'll show him. And I, it's something of that energy. We're like, you can catch an L here. Cody Rhodes can catch an L to Roman Reigns at WrestleMania and then still be the storyline moving forward. That's what Liv has to do here. Because Liv, with, was it three of the top five you just said? Is that right? Three of the top five guys, Liv guys? So if you are up there and you're quote-unquote in the mix, if you, can't, if you can't win the show, you steal the show. Yeah. And I think it'll happen this week. It'll be that fast. They'll say, whatever. what did he make, 3.52? 3.52? But then again, I think I think John Rahm is one of these old school purist dudes. Well, you know, John Rahm's already got offers from the Live Tour. Now that he won the Masters, if you just hand him a bag and be like, "Here's a blank check," I think him and Phil are the same agent. I'm not joking. And because actually, I think that agent is from Albuquerque. I would have to double check that. It's like a weird business thing, but I think they have the same agent. Right. It's dudes that we need to get on the program, right? Shortlist. But it's that easy to be like, "Hey, good job, you got me." Come over here. Hey, join your boys. Be gone. That, that to me, is the, the only way that golf is going to golf. Not PGA golf, not live golf. Golf. 
That's the only way golf is going to save face after this snoozer of a Masters weekend where the top story was a tree falling over before the weekend even started. Top story was the live tour. That was the top story. Phil Mickelson storming back, potentially winning. That was the big story. I caught a random act of kindness today, boys. I will tell you about it whenever we get back. We try to compile just how I can pay this boy forward. It's two men on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Welcome back to Two Men On on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Heck of a sports weekend. Maybe the best sports weekend ever in the history of all sports. We already hit on the Masters. I thought it was a joke. You thought it was the jam. I, I think it's the jam everywhere. As as long as there's people in the hunt that multiple players can win it, I find it intriguing every year. Just tens of thousands of people on the course. The course is always gorgeous. The best golfers in the world are going after that green jacket. Right. The history behind it. Like, it's hard to beat. Personally, I'm, I'm a waste management guy. I'd rather turn it up to 11 and have some oat sodas and have some fun, but... Masters are always cool. I equally hated the waste management too when I went. I, I maybe maybe golf's just missing me right now. Yeah, is it because you're so bad at it? You just don't relate to it. Oh heck no! You never struck a ball well, and you never got that feeling before. Oh hard no, no. I mean, I'm not I'm not a good pro wrestler. I love pro wrestling. I'm not a good dramatic actor. Now, how would you know you're not a good pro wrestler? Did you have ever, you pro wrestled? They do those flips and stuff. Not the champion. That's like really tough. That's what I'm saying. I, Roman Reigns doesn't do anything, and he's still the champion. You by no means have to be good at something to enjoy something. Like I know lots of people that claim they're good at cooking. Like They're not. I've eaten their food. Like I know these things. You know how many stand-up comedians I know that think they're like, that love stand-up comedy that aren't funny? Not Tyler Lovely. He's super funny. Where'd you perform this past weekend, Tyler? Uh, dry heat, dry heat, dry heat. Okay. And okay. That, so where are you going to be at this weekend? Uh, dry heat, dry heat, dry heat. Okay, got it. Yeah, sweet. Yeah, Good I'm on that. that. I'm living at that club right now. I mean, that's pretty sweet, though. Yeah. You getting, like, your mail forwarded there? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah, I, t- I, I get mail. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had a random act of kindness today, boys, okay? okay? So I'm on my way to the Isotopes presser for Jackie Robinson Day. Super cool thing. Next Tuesday, Jackie Robinson Day, come out and celebrate. We will be there. With that said, on my way in, I stop at the Chick-fil-A. Okay, there's a Chick-fil-A kind of right by my house on the way to the ballpark there, uh, what, University and Gibson, right? Yep. So anyways, pulling the little driveway thing, the little drive through thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm, so the guy's like, uh, hey, uh, welcome to Chick-fil-A. Can I take your order? And I'm like, yeah, bro. Like, thank you, obviously. And, you know, they walk into the thing. They got the tablet thing or whatever. It's not like a regular thing. Yeah. Cool. I'm like, hey, I'm just trying to get the app to load. Got to see if I got any coops or whatever. Like, I'm, I'm going to deem these coops if I got coops. And the dude's like, demon coops? And I'm like, trying to deem coops, dude. You already know. A little back and forth, having a laugh. Bottom line, the app won't load. It's just the spinny, circly boy. Okay. Classic AT&T mess around. Oh, Classic. Shit. So we're talking or whatever. The Chick-fil-A lines are really long. You're probably eating away at your phone service. It, one would assume. Yeah. Yeah. Like when you're at a sporting event. So as I go to pull the thing up, I get a, uh, I get a Tinder notification, like a dating app thing goes off or whatever. Nice. Yeah. And the dude goes, oh, can't scan it, dude. You got to me these Tinder expletives are blowing you up. I said, you know about that life. Like, so friend Eric at Chick-fil-A. Shout out to Eric. Friend Eric. Yeah. He says to me, hey, don't worry, cuz. I got you. 
Oh, what a dude. Takes my sandwich right off. Takes my sweet tea right off. He says, pay forward, my man. How do you pay forward such a tremendous act of kindness, boys? He comped my Chick-fil-A boy. That, you just pay for the next person behind you? There was no one behind me. Ah. Uh, I'm sitting here currently. It will be eventually. I owe the universe one. Today's I-9 Varsity's ways to repay the universe. Okay, boys? Oh. Today's I-9 Varsity which we'll do at the end of the program, going all the way up to 7 o'clock tonight. Today's I-9 Varsity is ways to repay, pay it forwards, okay? I like that. So, because I'm, I'm like, I'm feeling a fool right here. Also, we took a selfie. So I was, I was, like, <laughs> er, I was like, Eric, are you like a friend of the show? And like, you're just messing with me? And he's like, nah, I never heard of you, dude. <laughs> I was like, that's a good friend, Eric, at the Chick-fil-A. I'm just glad that's where the story went. I was so certain that you were about to say that you were waiting in line with the Chick-fil-A. And he saw his lady somebody. on the Tinder? Yeah, no, he, he sees himself on the Tinder. Like, it's ooh. the Chick-fil-A, dude. I would have been like, ooh, this is, now this is a match made. The plot thickens. I yeah. believe that's called Grinder, Tyler. Ah, same thing. Yeah. Industry-wise, that's how me and Van tell everyone when we met each other. It's pretty sweet. <laughs> is that true, Grinder? <laughs> it's a cute story. Oh, yeah, I was on, uh, I was on the Grinder. That's, uh, that's how we came together. <laughs> So you were a dry heat Saturday night, Tyler. Did you get a chance to watch this UFC? I did not. I did not. I missed out. There was people watching in the green room, though. It was it was, it was was available. Hold on. You perform in a place that doesn't turn the TVs off? No, the comics will be watching fights, though. Like in the green room? Like on their cell phones? Yeah, yeah. They're doing it. This is dirt leg. I swear. <laughs> like, be in the moment. That's what I'm saying. Just be in the moment, that's, people. That's exactly what I'm saying. Well, I mean, there was UFC in the moment, so they were kind of being in the moment. I guess. You nope. see the crowd at this thing in Miami? Mm-hmm. Saw the front row. Yep. Everyone was there. <laughs> Who's everyone? The crowd. It was anyone who was anyone was at this UFC thing. What city was this one in? I was quadruple booked. I wasn't paying attention at all. It was in Miami. We had a long Saturday. Well, we. we when I say we, I mean I. What hosted, mean, a, hosted I? a dog fashion show. For Watermelon Mountain Ranch, that went fantastic. Raised a lot of money. Why are you downplaying my broadcasting of New Mexico Hound University baseball? How'd they do? It was a tough weekend for the home boys. That's why I didn't mention anything. <laughs> I thought I was being kind. It's a tough weekend for the yeah. home boys. <laughs> I was being considerate of your feelings. That's why I didn't mention baseball. What if you just got arrested? Like, what would you do? Would you go to a UFC event? I mean, yeah. I mean, they let me back out, right? Oh, you'll never actually get arrested. You won't even have to get fingerprinted. Show up, say five words. You get to go do whatever you want. Like, who, who go to, could you possibly be talking about? Why is Donald Trump in the front row of a <laughs> UFC event? What is going on in this timeline of the world? Ask anybody. I'm the biggest Israel Adesanya fan. Adesanya. Love him. Israel. Love Israel. Speaking of Desan, DeSantis <laughs> will not show up Why I'm here. <laughs> I didn't come for the fights. I came out to hang with my buddy Kid Rock. Is there a fighter named Brandon? Name me a better performing artist in the world than Kid Rock. <laughs> 20 years ago. Ba with the ba. Great song. We won't drink Bud Light. <laughs> hey, where's my friend Dana? <laughs> Mr. White. Call him. Dana, king of the UFC. Best Dana ever. I know 12 Danas. He's number one. Right behind Ghostbusters. 
There is no Dana. Only Zool. Odell Beckham Jr., Logan Paul, Justin Jefferson, Joe Burrow, Jonathan Shaban. Is that right? Did I get that right? Boys, uh, Shobani, the yogurt guy. Mike freaking Tyson hanging out with Kid Rock and the former president, number 45 of this United States of America. They got Conor McGregor to chant USA at this thing. It's sweet. It was crazy. Also, there were some fights in the ring. <laughs> USA. <laughs> I know I was quiet last week in New York. I will not be here. It, to me, and what a Kid Rock. How is Kid Rock saying sports adjacent relevant? Kid Rock, what is Kid, Kid Rock, by the way, in the WWE Hall of Fame for some reason? Well, not even a segment for right now, just equally stupid. WWE Hall of Fame? Yes. Was he ever in WWE? He did the intro song for The Undertaker when he was the American Badass. And I think the trade, so they didn't have to pay rights for it, was they put him in the WWE Hall of Fame. And now, like, every year when the Hall of Fame comes out, he ends up on, like, a compilation T-shirt. I, I, I'm not mad at that. That sentence I said I is am not, factual. I am not mad at that whatsoever. For all of Kid Rock's faults, that's a pretty cool one right there. If there's an eight-sided octagon and you could put four people on every side, and you'd be like, one of those foursomes of the eight will be Kid Rock, Mike Tyson, Donald Trump, and Dana White, I would be like, okay, that tracks. Now that Modelo is the beer sponsor of UFC Let's go. and not Bud Light, Kid Rock showed up. Is that real? Yeah. That are you messing with me? Did you see him? He uh shot a couple cases of Bud Light uh. because a Canadian trans social media influencer took a picture with a Bud Light or something. My algorithm. Speaking of stupid sentences, did you hear that yeah. one? <laughs> I just I need I need the world to stop a little bit. It's not going to. I don't know if you've ever seen a little ball of snow rolling down a giant mountain. Gets bigger and bigger as it approaches the ground, Fred. The villagers are pointing up at the mountain. They see this giant ball of snow coming at them. And then Jorge's in the ring and he's like, let's go, Brandon. And the crowd is like, what? Oh, okay, this is not cringy. It's super weird. It's super weird. Brandon who? Like Brandon Schaub, the UFC fighter? Is he fighting? He's got a 20-year career. And he's like, you know what I think I'll do? Just switch it all up here to 20 seconds for a chant. And by the way, I'm not a shut-up-and-dribble guy. Like, you want to talk about your thing and do your thing? Cool. Jorge, we haven't heard any of this conversation before. Ever. Ever. Where's Jorge from? Like you weren't specific. You'll have to look it up for specifics. I don't know. It was just nerd stuff. It was like in a movie when you're like, how can you make a bad guy even like like meaner? <laughs> Born in Miami. Okay. Was uh, that was that his retirement there? Is he done? I believe so. Who who knows? Depending well, on how big the next check is. Hey, but you in your hometown. You've been at it 20 years. Are you going to go out? Go out, right? You see that KO of Pereira? He just... <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy stands over him like Robin Hood three times in a row. Oh, boy stands over him like Hawkeye in the Best Avengers movie, just popping arrows. What makes it even better is that's the guy's celebration. Yes, that he is stole, correct. Who stole his celebration. It ain't his anymore. Yeah. 
Well, I mean, Israel's just going to steal the next celebration of the next guy he knocks out. Yeah, but you get to collect them. You put them on your mantle. Also, <laughs> like, why are you shooting bow and arrows at a guy who's knocked out? Shouldn't you like shoot bow and arrows at like a, a moving target? You already knocked the guy out. You don't need to fill him full of arrows. That makes no sense. That is a stupid celebration. My amount of archery knowledge of people who are famed archers, very limited. William Tell, I think. That might even have been That's a gun, isn't it? Okay. Annie Oakley? Also a gun. Ah, dang it. I'm really running out of them then. <laughs> okay. Um, name a Native American chief. Is that <laughs> Nope. Okay. You were uh you studied history in college, Fred. Sacagawea. Nope. The entire Louisiana Purchase <laughs> while holding a baby. That's what I know. I know very little. Okay, what I know about bow and arrows is if you knock somebody out with your fist, you don't need to shoot arrows at them on the ground. You got them, buddy. Hey, good job by that official, too, not letting Israel bring in those hammer fists at the end. Because when he caught that dude. Oh, he was out-out. It was out-out. Oh, and the way he smacked his head on the, the canvas, too? Ooh, is that like a soft canvas or a hard canvas? I'm not be, trying to be stupid right now. Both. Is it? It's, yeah. like, a, it's like a pro wrestling thing? It's it not both. WWE bouncy, but there's some give. Mm-hmm. Slow motion. Like spring-loaded, like the squared circle. Slow motion of... Slow motion for me. Thank you. Of UFC knockouts. Also, big thank you to UFC for standing up in a... In a main event. Two dudes willing to stand up at each other and throw haymakers and, right. and fight. Mm-hmm. Finally. Because I don't have that eye that everyone that listens to this program claims to have where they can see how special and unique a fighter's approach is and something about grappling and something about wrestling and something about the mat. I don't get all that stuff. What I do get is when two dudes, your turn, my turn, your turn, my turn. And that's what we had here. Not the worst one. It wasn't it the worst one. More fun. That's Israel's a striker. Like he can grapple, but his main gig is like I'm gonna knock you out, son. But he a little bit like, and I'm not trying to like play off the greatest of all time, but I don't have a ton of combat references. A little rope a dope there at the end, right? Mm. Where it was like, open up on me, open up on me, open. Oh, there it is, your chin. Sneak it in, chin. Do that right over the ear. It was the best little, knockout spot there is. Little one too, because he pops him, and that sends his head to the uh, uh, up. And to the left. More and, hip-hop uh, chorus lyrics? I got to the you. left to the left? I got you. Cool. So then, so then he comes down. Windmilly? Do you want to call that windmilly? I don't know what to call that. Sure. Done. Oh, okay. Thanks for, thanks for playing. Yeah, that one over the ear. He was all the way out. And then it didn't help that he smacked his head on the canvas, too. Both of those dudes getting in each other's pockets and exchanging. If the UFC can tell their dudes to do this all the time, I'm, you might actually get me. You might get me in on this thing. Well, they've joined with the WWE. Good point. WWE is going to have more UFC game. UFC is going to have more WWE game. Well, you know they joined because WWE Hall of Famer Donald Trump was there. WWE Hall of Famer Kid Rock was there. And WWE contributor Mike Tyson was there. Hold on. Yes? Those two dudes are in the Hall of Fame, but Mike Tyson isn't? Well, I mean, Iron Mike Tyson. I guess technically is because he was part of DX, and DX is in the Hall of Fame. So three WWE Hall of Famers were ringside at UFC. It's pretty cool. It's super cool for me. For you, yeah. The rest of it, I I haven't learned names of other fighters yet. I'm trying. It's not your jam, and that's fine. Neither is golf. 
I'm not good at either of these things. Neither is football, basketball, hockey, college basketball, women's sports, combat sports. Whenever we get what, back. What else can I name? I reveal my best sport. Ooh. Two men on, 95.9 FM and AM 610. D Sports Animal. The answer is um, mini hoop basketball, like bedroom basketball, like the little Nerf ball basketball. I'm like a trick shot wizard. Never got into it. I'm a trick shot wizard. <sighs> yeah. Play a little horse after this? We Put got your one money up. where your mouth is? There's one up right behind you. I don't like the ball that goes to that one. It's one of those like super hard plastic ones. Oh, there's already we need excuse. the squishy Nerfy boy. There's already an excuse. Like, we haven't started the game. You already I only play with the best equipment, Fred. Wiffle ball? Get this Bush League stuff out of my house. I'm pretty good wiffle baller. I like wiffle ball a lot. Okay. Oh, well, now we're talking. Yeah. I mess with wiffle ball. How's your tether ball game? <sighs> so, Ooh, okay. buddy. At the end, I got you. Okay. Whenever the rope is short and you can't get up where I'm at, yeah. I got you. <laughs> now, in the beginning, it's tough because I'm I'm lanky. Get all wrapped up in it. Yeah. Like a Three Stooges episode. <laughs> I was undefeated for a long time at Tetherball. You were only playing your sister, dude. I, I did I did beat my daughter at Tetherball once, so that's close. <laughs> she was like 12 at the time. It wasn't even, it wasn't even fair. I played one-handed, left-handed. But anyways, in middle school, before school. All right, get ready to undefeated run this entire story, Tyler. <laughs> at Tetherball? Yeah. Undefeated for months. No, I quit. I stepped away from the game. There was no reason to play anymore. I didn't have the passion for it. You said there's no. I didn't have any competition. No one's trying to play with you anymore. Exactly, because I was too good. You're the kid who took it really serious. Yes, I did. That's why I was undefeated. You do palm or close knucks? Both. Yeah. I got multiple techniques. I recognize that. Yes, we grew up with uh, bocce ball. You guys ever play bocce ball? I'm good at throwing stuff. The, Tyler, are you familiar with that? I have never. I don't know what it is. I've heard of it. Okay, so there's a. I don't even know what the, it's a home. I don't know what it's called. A score. I don't know what it's called. So there's like a little ball. You throw it. Yes. You toss it. Correct. And then that's your target. Correct. And maybe it's called the target. And then each team gets like a series of balls. I think it's like six or eight. Yeah. And then you have to roll them, and it's over pea gravel. It's over a pea gravel. And you then can do it in the yard too. Uh, it sucks. A real yard. bocce ball pit is yeah. the pea grab. Correct. Yeah. If you try to do it in the yard, there's undulation. Tyler, go ahead and Google that. Okay. Polina. That's what the ball is called? Yes. All right. So you throw the polina. You throw the, the polina is the target ball. Yeah. So you get polina out there. Yes. And then, Sounds like a lovely lady. I agree. I would never disagree with that. And the thing of the bocce ball is you put the bocce ball in your right hand, and in the left hand, you're holding one ice cold Bud Light. And then... You just play with the boys, hanging out. It's kind of like curling, but there's no, like, sweeping or control of it. Now, also, there's indoor, like on carpet. That's a different game altogether. Ooh, have you seen the one where the they got the wobbly balls and you play on, like, a like a quarter cylinder? Have you seen that? No, what is that? Oh, my God, let me look that up. So, a wobbly ball, like the way, like, a bowling ball is unbalanced? No. It's like a, a half circle it's not like a completely cylindrical ball it's not round like 360 degrees it's round oh like a cuberous middle and it's got like little rounded triangles on each side and you roll them up the hill it's like bocce but you roll them up the hill and bring them back down what yeah i'll find it both of these games sound so terrible i hope you guys are aware i mean these are like uh cruise ship games 
Mm-hmm. Oh, these are for the elderly. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah like for the, sure. Okay. Yeah, it's yeah. like the one you do with the the stick or whatever. So yeah. hold on. So you have to Kate Bush this ball where? <laughs> uh, to a Polina. Okay. Maybe. Um, I guess I'm running up that hill. What? To me, the what's the one with the stick where you push the things? You know what I'm talking about? Shuffleboard. I mess with shuffleboard. Shuffleboard, shuffleboard. slaps too. Bar shuffleboard. Oh, very good. Yeah. Bar shuffleboard sticks. All right, hear me. I got to use. I got to use two hands for the stick. Where am I going to put my delicious beer? Well, if you're on a cruise, pina colada. Mm. I haven't thought about this until just right now. I think I have a billion dollar idea, boys. So shuffleboard at the bar, you have the triangle of scoring. Like you have the Maslow's hierarchy of scoring. Okay. Okay. Let's replace that with a Polina. So we put a Polina out there, and now you're shuffling, but it's bocce rules. I feel like this will take the country by storm. I like it a lot. Mm. I would be super into it. <gasps> is it? It can't be called skeech. You know what I also have is those. Do you guys have those suction cups? I have those. The double-sided suction cups that you throw. Okay. Have you ever played with those? Those Th- are fun. Those are sweet. I have those. You don't do a lot of house parties, though. Why do you have those? I, well, I have anxiety about having people in my house. Okay. Mm. But if you did... I don't. Boy, well, do you have the game. The last thing I want in my world is for Tyler Lovely to come over to my house, turn on my Apple TV, see my YouTube algorithm, and start asking me questions. <laughs> okay, well, you don't have to worry about that. I only go to houses that I can smoke cigarettes in, so. I'm in? Gonna, yeah, yeah, yeah. You so smoke I mean, cigarettes inside of houses? I mean, yeah, that's why I'm not invited over Is this a, lot. a scene from Crash? That's gross. <laughs> Speaking of cigarettes, I feel like this is a good game that I could play while smoking cigarettes. Yeah. So I feel like I like that game a lot. Will you like, say I, like, the, I like bar games. How I do you like say the word cigarette? C- cigarette? Cig? Cigarette? Depending on your lip dexterity. Yeah. You could have a heater in your lips, a little coldy in your hand, yeah. and still play with your free hand. See what I'm saying? That's it. The old devil's triangle. What's the one where Wait, you, what? you hold the drinky boy, but then you have the bunny ear fingers with the ciggy boy hanging out? While holding the uh, drink? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, sure, sure. That's sure. a cool move. The Don Draper. The Don Draper. I like that. Is that what the that dra- is? The drapes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, well, it could be that. I, who's Call like, it the old Uncle Steve. Like a fr- like, like a Frank Sinatra. Oh, Uncle mm-hmm. Barbecue in the backyard. Backyard barbecues are for chew. Because no one wants your cigarette smoke, and your uncle is tired of hearing well, about it from outdoor. your mom. No one cares. <laughs> oh, I'm telling you, growing up. I mean, the, the smell of the actual barbecue... Will drown out the smell of cigarettes if you got a proper backyard barbecue. True. You know, I don't like spicy things, but I love mint things. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I don't dip. You know, you want a little zenny boy? What is that? It's like a nicotine lozenge thing, dippy, synthetic dip you put in your lip. Oh, is it mint flavored or menthol? There's so they many can flavors. Be, they, can they can be. A little Monica Luzinski. Ooh. <laughs> is that in your set? No. <laughs> <laughs> Put that I mean, in, hey, put that in your set. That's a really relevant reference. I think is, a lot of people will get it. There is Zen in my set. There. Must be your Zen. Mm-hmm. I'm sleeping in. That kind of Zen? Zen. Must be for um, real. Zen. Papa Zen. Of the Backyard Olympic Games, bocce ball, probably number one to me. Okay. I guess you ever play like croquet? Not actively. The newest member of Two Men On, Chris, the mayor of downtown Burnett, yeah. is a recent addict for street curling at ABQX. So street curling slaps at ABQX. Which will be there Wednesday the 19th. We have to wait that long? Yeah. I'm going on my own. Every other, we'll be there every other Thursday, except for 
this every other Thursday, which would be an every other Wednesday because we're double booked on Thursday because that's 420 Blaze It, bro. We're going to be at Marble Brewery for the 15th anniversary. For 420. Why isn't Jackie Robinson Day on April 2nd? Hmm? Ah, 4-2. That was asked me today by a colleague, Jared Hart. They even have a game that day? Yes. Really? Opening day was the 31st. They're out of town. Who's they? The Isotopes? Baseball? (laughs) Everyone does Jackie Robinson Day. Oh. The whole world celebrates Jackie Robinson Day. Normally, the president says something about it. Hasn't happened recently. Wrap up the contract. Wrap up the first hour when we get back. A little bit of NBA talk. Your favorite player, Rudy Gobert. Ooh, excited. A lot of people are saying, go away. COVID guy. Good job. Kind of started the whole thing. Patient zero. Patient negative one. Patient not going to play in the NBA anymore. Not this year. Just a game. But they're going to lose that game. That's... That's where we're getting whenever we get okay. back. Two men on 95.9 FM and AM 610. D Sports Animal. The party don't stop. It's time to rock. It's time to rock. It's time to rock. Hey, yo, if you trade five first-round draft picks for someone, you shouldn't have to send them on mid-game, and then they shouldn't be skipping your play-in game against the Lakers. Also, I believe the NBA is making them make that happen, even though they're not technically making that happen. That way the Lakers will be in the actual playoffs and not just the play-in game of the playoffs. And Rudy Gobert tried to beat up Kyle Anderson. Who? And it's really weird to me because Kyle Anderson was like, hey, go hard, dude. And here's the thing you don't do. You don't tell someone who's seven foot tall to go hard. They will punch you. And you can't stop it. Their arms are so long. I bet that's it. All right, back to commercial, Tyler. That's the breakdown. Cool. We did it. (laughs) Afterwards, somebody's snitching in the locker room, too. They're like a security guy or something with like a recording. And he's like, like Rudy Gobert is like, this dude's soft. Tell me to toughen up. He's super soft. Everyone better get him out of here this summer. Figure it out. And you're like, first of all, I don't mind a little a little talking. I don't mind a little talking. Who are you talking to in the locker room if your entire team is out on the court because you got kicked out of the game? Are you talking to yourself? Are you talking to the locker room? Is there anyone that exists anywhere in the world recognizing the things that you're saying in that moment? No. Four first-round draft picks. <laughs> A first-round pick swap. Sure, yeah. Four players, including another first-rounder. Let's call it six first-rounders for this guy to get you in worse position than you were last year. Not only did he start COVID, he beat up his own player just to get a 10th seed. This is ridiculous. What a joke. Mm. You want to see what age, like fine wine? Utah Jazz, their parting tweet to Rudy Gobert. Three-time Defensive Player of the Year. Three-time All-Star. Six-time NBA first-team All-Defense. Nine seasons in a Utah Jazz uniform. For being a leader in the community and easy to root for on and off the court. Thank you, Rudy. Whoops. They look like geniuses now getting rid of this loser. After the Jordan Poole incident, you remember? Rudy Gobert says, like, relatively obnoxiously on Twitter, he says, insecurity is always loud. Draymond Green yesterday says, insecurity is always loud. Love it. (laughs) Love it. All the heat. You deserve it.
$41 million. Five first-round draft picks and $41 million to get 10th place in the Western Conference. This is a perfect song, Tyler. Perfect. <laughs> and how do you miss that punch? Oh, he was just right there. He got him in the shoulder. The shoulder. Did he punch him in the shoulder on purpose? Um, I've never thrown a sucker punch. Tyler, have you? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah. Recently. Absolutely. This weekend at Dry Heat Comedy. <laughs> on this microphone, you can make, you can present yourself however you want, Tyler. <laughs> I feel like if you're going to throw a soccer punch, you got to connect. Yes. Well, he's a loser. They're going to lose out of the playoffs. Lakers are going to advance, and they go on to win what, man? The NBA championship. Yeah, baby. Top of the hour, we'll be back 15 short minutes from Peter Travisani joining us in studio. We're going to talk a little bit about the United. They got the big home opener this weekend. I wonder if we can talk at all about balloons or fiestas Hmm. or parks. I wonder at all if we can talk about that. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Major League Baseball talk whenever we get back. Is it the strike zone or is it the pitch clock that's getting guys out? Two men on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Channel. Welcome back to the program. Program is two men on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. We're live from the John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio. We, of course, start our days at the YMCA of Central New Mexico. You already know that. Lunch, that's burger and a milkshake. Boys, we do that over at the 66 Diner. Don't for a second think that the weekends are free for us, though. We're so busy drinking New Mexico's vodka. Tell her vodka. Yes, what's up? Let's go on that. This past Saturday and every away New Mexico United game. Van and I are hosting watch parties at Hollow Spirits back yeah. in the game. We're live from Hollow Spirits this upcoming Friday, so that's going to be a lot of fun. Come hang out with us. Also, not this Wednesday, but next Wednesday, we're back out at ABQ Axe. So it's a throw in, throw in Thursday on a Wednesday. We'll be out at ABQ Axe where you and I will throw axes and Chris will beg people to play uh, street curling with him. I think there's going to be a long line of people to meet the mayor of downtown and street curl with them. What we need is a hierarchy of success board on it. And then, so it's, it's like a king of the ring, right? Like, mm-hmm. so whoever wins then is at the mountaintop of street curling. Chris, are you prepared for this kind of pressure and circumstance? It, it's a finesse game and I'm all it's, about it. You know, it's not a finesse game outside the doors of this program right now is Peter Trevisani. He is in the hallway shaking hands and uh, kissing babies or kissing hands and shaking babies. I don't know which, uh, he will join us in just 13 short minutes. That's not correct. 10 short minutes. So that'll be good. So uh, it's lawn bowling, Fred. It's lawn bowling. I thought it was something else like more complex and rare and unique, but lawn bowling has the weird floppy balls that uh, that you throw at an angle that come around. It's much like bocce, but you roll them instead of throw them. Speaking of weird balls, a lot of them were this weekend with the Major League Baseball pitch clock, Van. I think it's just because more eyes were on baseball this weekend than all year long because the Masters suck so bad. But pitchers are kind of figuring it out. Batters are not. This Tim Anderson thing is wild. Give me the breakdown of it, Van. The Tim Anderson? Yeah. Tim the Manderson? He's the Manderson right now. Okay. I never heard one dude use so many expletives on a baseball field directed at a player and not an official and then be removed from the game by the official because players are allowed to chirp. I'm going to tell you that right now. At the highest level, if two dudes are going to chirp at each other, let them chirp. That makes the game better. I think just like the pitch clock, you got less time to talk smack, too. 
So your smack talk is also on a timer. It's got to be like really calibrated. It's got to be precision smack talk. So Tim Anderson is batting this past weekend. And here's what's interesting about this. If you are not in the batter's box with eight seconds, creating an alert between you and the pitcher, this is like the official whatever. Basically, it's eye contact, right? That's It's basically eye contact. Mm-hmm. You catch a ball. or you, Excuse me, you catch a strike. I don't understand because there's been modifications to it now because of this botched pitch clock violation. This botched pitch clock violation because they changed the rule. So you get the one timeout, you take the timeout. And then if you step out and the pitch comes across the plate, it's whatever it is across the plate. And the umpire, who feels like you're probably trying to show them up because umpires are little dudes emotionally, mentally, physically. Like, you did that to upset me. I don't know the name of the cat for the Giants. He's wearing a 6'2", Webb, whoever that is. Logan Webb, he's a dude. Is he a dude? He's a dude. Well, easiest strike out of his life. It's Tim Anderson. I hate seeing this. Like, umpires, your day, your reign of terror is over. Just chill out. You're going to be replaced by robots soon. Like, relax and enjoy your job while you got it. How do you ask- You don't need to fight and claw and piss off players even more than you already do because you got one last shred of integrity. You have one last shred of power and control, and now you try to flex on all these players because you get to call strikes when the clock runs out. He took his time out with a one-two count. He was there in the bottom of the third, nobody down. But you're right, man. How do you, how do you tell me... You know eye contact between two dudes when you're behind one of the dudes. Correct. He's got eyes in the back of his head. He was staring me down with his back eyes. (laughs) (laughs) He's not ready. They're looking right at each other. He's not ready. So then Webb ends up firing it down the heart of it. And Anderson, who had stepped out, because all these dudes, by the way, feel like they're getting quick pitched. I don't really know what quick pitching is. I guess it's bad and scary and stupid. But whenever Anderson steps out, right away, the first thing Anderson does, because Anderson knows the rule now, because they just changed the rule because of your boy. What's uh, Who's the pitcher that's messing with the clock all the time? Max Scherzer. Max Scherzer. Legend. By the way, if you're going to make eye contact with him, you got to pick one. Yeah, Otherwise, it's weird. It's weird. Can't have it both. <laughs> Heterochromatic. Yeah. Are you looking at my good eye or my brown eye? Heterochromia. Are you looking yes. at my good eye or my blue eye? Yes. So the second, and by the way, I think Anderson's looking to pick a fight here the whole time. Like, he's playing it like he doesn't like Webb. He's playing it like quick pitch, cowardly stuff, whatever. But the second he steps out, and that's what yeah. it's called, he turns the umpire and goes, you don't know the rules, dog. Right away? You don't tell the teacher when she's wrong. You got to get a good one of these in before Jackie Robinson Day, if you're Tim Anderson. Because after that, you get smooth sailing throughout the rest of the season. Like, if you're going to pick a fight, do it early. Do it with an umpire who's, you know, insecure, who wants to get into a fight. If you know the rules, you're ready to go. Let them dig their own grave. When he stepped out the second time, which, by the way, this is like not the normal breakdown we give you a sports talk, but I'm going to tell you why it's important. When he stepped out the second time, because the eye contact thing wasn't made at the eight second mark, blah, 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 this and that. He didn't put his hand up. He didn't call time. He knew the rule. He stepped out. Here's why baseball is a problem. This rule is stupid. All of this kind of, hey, 
We're trying to speed up the game. We're trying, what is, two minutes, two hours and thirty nine minutes. Is that what it is? Two hours and thirty nine minutes. Shaving twenty five minutes off the game. I love it. Same. There's got to be other ways to do it that isn't this. How? Hear me out. And They're gonna learn. I mean, you got to cut your teeth. This is the first year. Who's there? We're two weeks in Major League Baseball. I thought you were talking about officials. No, no, no. They sharpen their teeth. They're ready to go. They are. They're yeah. trying to fight. This is yeah. This is the last ditch effort. This is the the battle of the OK Corral. To me. Eight seconds is stupid. Eight seconds should be zero seconds on the clock. Jump in. Get in there. Let's go. You think it's what is it's twenty and fifteen or whatever it is? Fifteen, nobody on, twenty with a runner on. Right. With these things, then how am I interpreting zero, by the way? Is yeah. it one, two, zero? Is it the stretch of zero? Is it there's all this like dumb, minuscule, forget your eights, forget your twelves, forget your whatever. It goes from twenty to zero, just like in football. Then it's easy. It's super easy at that point. If it's not there, if it's not pitched by 20, regardless of where anyone's at, or excuse me, by zero, cool, then it's the whatever thing. But I don't need a, you got to be playing it at eight seconds, and you got to have eye contact. And also, you and I probably are the only guys really talking about this that's at a game. Well, we're going to see more and more of this until they get it right. This is only week two of the season. Like, it's going to take a while to get the give and take, to get the real minutia and the inconsistencies of this pitch clock thing out. They're just now doing it. Major League Baseball does a really good job of keeping their eyes on Tim Anderson the whole time he's getting ejected, though. And if you do a bad rip, lip reading on him, you can actually do a spot-on lip reading on him. That's pretty easy. It's pretty easy. Pretty easy. And I need that personality. And by the way, Webb, he's not the bad guy here. Nope. No. Tim Anderson, he's not the bad guy here. Old man baseball, not the bad guy here. Minute, stupid rule changes that need to get off my lawn are the bad guy here. I you know, I love the rule change. I thought, <clears throat> first me, the old baseball fan, the purist, the old white guy in the rocking chair on his porch, I hated it at first. But now getting a taste of it, you know, getting a taste of it last year, yeah. the isotopes, yeah. getting a taste of it this year, watching baseball, like, I'm into it. I like it. Like, it's must-see TV. Peter Travisani joins us whenever we get back on this program. We're going to talk to New Mexico United. We're going to talk to the home opener this weekend in Isotopes Park. That's going to be a lot of fun. I bet it's sold out. I don't know. We're going to find out. Also, why is Tim Keller saying things about stadiums? I need to hear Peter Travisani saying things about stadiums. I'm going to ask questions when we get back. It's two men on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Peter Travisani's here. Let's go. Yeah. What's up, fellas? What's up, Pete? You breaking news today? What's up? <laughs> I'm in the penalty box right now. Oh, it's like that. I read some things over the weekend. We'll talk about that before the end of the segment. Tough loss for the good guys this past Saturday against, uh, I tell you what, I hate California anyways. We'll go out there and say that. I hate everything about the West Coast. Monterey Bay has some redeeming qualities, but what they do to the local SEAL population there is despicable. Unacceptable. And we should have took it out on their football club. Yeah, we should have. They got lucky. They got lucky. I'll be honest, they got lucky. Tough loss for the good guys. What's going on with the squad, boys? Hey, we're uh, yeah, tough one Saturday. No way, no two ways about it. And yeah, you, know, you look for some silver lining. A lot of hustle, a lot of drive. Great first twenty minutes, couple goals, but um, didn't get it done. And so we're gonna you know reset and uh, get back back to the lab, get back to business. The whole season's in front of us, and it's our first home game. So and we're take it excited. out on San Diego. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Wrap up the California trip. Because it was a tough one to Oakland, too. I tell you what, I hate California. What is going on with I don't that? know, dude. It's just it's coming out of me right now. Just, I'm a, 
That's how I am. So you guys are at home. This is there a single ticket available? They're all gone, right? We got some. Yeah, hey, look, we've sold a lot of tickets. Yeah, a lot of season ticket holders. It's going fast, but yes, there are still some tickets, and we're expecting you know well over ten thousand uh, for opening day, and uh, it's going to be loud. It's a beautiful day. Starts at nine a.m. in the in the tailgate lot, and and uh, it's a great twelve hours. Starts at nine a.m. <laughs> Sweet. Let's go. <laughs> we're uh, we're going to be out there this. Saturday morning doing a CPR event with uh, you and M. We're going to do something fun, and then we're going to swing over afterwards. So Excellent. It's going to be really good. Uh, speaking of the team, speaking of everything going on, you're in the news for other reasons. A little bit of stadium talk, my man. We've been working on it uh, yeah. from day one. Yeah, really excited. We uh, we're making some progress. It, it's been uh, it's been a long road, but we don't we don't quit. We don't give up. And you know, we're, uh, the mayor came out and made an announcement that uh, we're in discussions for uh, about six, seven acres over at Balloon Fiesta Park. There we go. Sweet. And that is uh, what we're focused on. It's a great site. It, there's 360 acres out there. Mm-hmm. And what we're, the land we're talking about, uh, the balloons can't fly over it anyways because it's behind some power lines. So sure, uh, can leverage all the infrastructure. Just win-wins all over the place. A lot of work to do, but a really good first step. City's property, but team stadium. Is that how it's going to work? Yeah, so we'll lease the property, and then we will build the stadium with private money. And okay. then there is are, there are some funds that are going into what I would call the beautification of the infrastructure of Balloon Fiesta Park, which needs it anyway. Yeah, a little tough money, a little tough money. Yeah, and so there's some money there that you make sure the water and the sewer and all that's there and some restrooms and make it better for concessionaires for Balloon Fiesta and the parking lot needs some cleaning up. So. That's all happening anyways, and so uh, for us, we just have to focus on the six or seven acres we're responsible for, and it's a total win-win. For the friends of the show that might not know, sorry to railroad you there. But That's okay, man. Do your thing. For the friends of the show that might not know. fire, brother. Where, where is it at geographically speaking? Like if I'm, if I know what, I know what Bloom Fiesta Park looks like, right. but, but where am I looking when I get there? So if you're out like mid midfield on the grass facing north, right, looking up okay. towards Sandia. Yep. And you look on the right-hand side, generally where the concessions would be during Balloon Fiesta Park. But on the right-hand side, there's a parking. There's some big power lines, and then there's a parking lot behind it. And in that mm-hmm. parking lot, we could find, you know, we could we could place the stadium, and then we'd utilize. There's almost thirteen thousand parking spots out of Balloon Fiesta. What? Yes. Yeah. So, you know, park. You know, we're we need two thousand, three thousand for a game. So. What's what's great about that area is at any given Balloon Fiesta day, it's eighty to a hundred thousand people come to an event, right? We're ten percent of that at max. So the traffic, the parking, you know, it's all, you know, so minor compared to what happens out there. So it won't be, you know, traffic jams and all these other messes. What what time frames are we looking at? Where are we trying to break ground? When's the stadium gonna be complete? Oh, good question. So we have a lot of work to do to get there. You know, we, this is, this is, uh, it's more than an idea, but it's certainly not, you know, fully done. We need to work out a lease with the city. We need to talk to Balloon Fiesta, the organization. There are neighbors not that close, but there are neighborhoods, uh, about a mile away. So it's important that United goes in a place, uh, that we're welcomed and that, uh, we want to be. And so, you know, that, that's, uh, so, you know, we're looking for 2026 to have it, uh, opening day kickoff. So you mentioned like this isn't completely set in stone because the word on the street is like, oh, my God, we're going to be at Balloon Fiesta. The stadium's going in. It'll probably be done in two months. Like this is still an ongoing process, even from the aspect of being at the Balloon Fiesta, right? It is. I mean, look, if if it could be done in two months, we do it in two months. Sure. Uh, uh, you know, ownership's on board. Um, there's a lot of work to do with the things we mentioned. It's a public-private partnership, so you have a lot of different people involved, and we want to – 
make sure we we go quickly but not so fast that we've uh, left out some constituents. And so what's nice about this, it's, it's not using public money, it's using private money. And again, we only need six or seven acres because the re- all the parking and other infrastructure is already in place. Smart. So just leveraging what's already out there instead of there just being something out there 10 days a year will help make sure there's something out there, you know, every weekend. And it's be great to have, you know, your own home. You guys have been working at this for years now. What will this add to the team, to the franchise, to the club having that own home? Well, it, it really means everything. First of all, we can create uh, a space that really, you know, represents the ethos of the club. It, it, it's going to be for more than just men's soccer. You know, I don't think we've been shy about being aspirational for bringing a professional women's team here. Let's go. Yeah. You know, uh, make it for everybody. There's a lot of other programming that can happen that, um, yes, a couple concerts, but more like, uh, you know, we can have youth activities out there. We can support some of the, you know, I think Pride Fest is out there this year. A month ago, there was the, the food truck uh, event out there. So there's more and more activations that are happening. And this facility can be accretive to all of that with, while not taking away anything. And it's true that you're going to have a retractable roof and a black and yellow <laughs> field. And you're going to have a slide in the outfield. And there's going to be a bocce ball court. And there's going to be, uh, help me out, Van, other cool yeah. features. Yeah, VIP parking spot for uh, for you too. Super smart. Right. Super smart. Like we'll, a hall- just, we'll just chop her in. Yeah, New Mexico yeah. Soccer Hall of Fame is going to go in there as well. That'll be very good. Uh, carousel, is that true? There'll be a carousel out there? I've heard all these things. Well, you know, zip line to. To, uh, Smart, okay. The Siesta uh, Suite. Yeah, the tram actually is going to be relocated there, which is crazy. That's the... it's already North America's longest tram. Wait till they extend it all the way to Balloon Fiesta. <laughs> That's it. We're about three games into the season, about to be four, and this is a fun time at the beginning of a year for a team because the conversation starts to go from "Hey, what happened to my favorite player?" to "This is my new favorite player." What is the buzz around, like, the the new additions to the team? What are you hearing from the fans? What is the feedback on some of these new faces, at at least in their favorite place? Yeah, well, we we brought back a a great group uh, from last year. A lot of our starters were with us, you know, last year as well. But, you know, we brought back a uh, familiar face, Santi Moir, who is – Pretty good. He was a great player, excellent human being, and, um, you know, obviously – Needed a couple years to, uh, you know, sow his oats, and now he's back. Um, so we're really excited that that he's back. And then, you know, that's on one spectrum, an established starter. And then if you were watching the game, uh, still watching the game in the 86th minute, you saw the professional debut of Alex Wagner, who yep. uh, is from Taos, yep. New Mexico, and Santa Fe. And, you know, 18-year-old, he's a senior at Santa Fe High. And uh, we're really excited to have him on an academy contract, and I think he's going to be a great pro one day. How's uh, how's coach handling these couple tough L's in Oakland? Is he rallying the troops? What's the the vibe in the locker room? The lo- I, I I wish the wins got you as high as the losses get you down. I mean right. they're they're brutal. And you know Zach, I think you could see you know when he got the yellow card late in the game. You know he's fighting no matter what the score is. And and I think it's you know the first thing we always talk about is what's the truth. You know what happened instead of making excuses. Uh, the field slippery or this or these these. There's a gazillion excuses. We ignore all that. Instead, we say, where are we going to be better? What are we going to change? What? How do we evolve from here? So, you know, that's Zach's job. He's got a great uh, staff with him, and I know they're working hard to to plan for San Diego and make sure we have a game plan that's going to put some goals in the net and, and keep them out of the net. Peter Travisani joining us on the program. We're talking Mexico United. We're talking the home opener this weekend against the San Diego Loyal. You can be loyal to your squad by showing up to the game. Tickets as low as $25 here 
You can get those. Uh, are you guys using SeatGeek this year? Is that what you're doing? Yeah, we went to SeatGeek. Uh, they're a great partner, and uh, yeah, it's great. I think we got them uh, face value starting at under uh, under $20. Oh, but there we go. Okay. The whole idea is, uh, you know, we want to make sure everybody can afford to come to a game and uh, bring their family and uh, still have something left over. Uh, at cashless at the park? We are cashless at the park, um, and uh, so, you know, bring something else. <laughs> <laughs> always, always the best merch in the game. Let's talk about the new turquoise kits. Those are absolute fire. Hey, uh, to partner with Taos, you know, um, you know, Taos is New Mexico, and, and New Mexico United is Taos. I mean, that that's kind of how we think about it. We're all this. We just got to get out there and like show off all of our great assets to the rest of the world. So to so to be able to get the turquoise kit to uh, to get visit Taos on the front um, and display those in a six nothing Open Cup win was a, a great debut, and we're really looking forward to to partnering with them uh, all year long. How many other new kits we getting throughout the season? <laughs> We're not going to have as many as last year. We had a COVID backlog. Um, so, <laughs> you know, you can always count on a couple of things from us. Um, you know, a, a Meow Wolf kit, which is a custom kit usually designed by a Meow Wolf artist. Sweet. So we um, we sort of pass the creativity uh, to them, and they're the best in the business. And uh, so that will be coming as well. Uh, sometimes we have a little surprise and delight late in the season. You know, last year we did those a uh, small run of those Omega Mart kits. and Sweet. Um, you know, we just want to have fun. This is fun. What is what's the new fan experience? What's the new? You show up to the ballpark, and this is ballpark. You show up to the stadium, and this is the the new experience you're going to have this year. Uh, that's a great question. I think I'll let you know after Saturday. But yeah. uh, I think the new experience is um, it's always uh, whether it's even the same thing. It's going to be brand new. So, for example, we're going to be handing out opening day flags this year that are from that are, it's it's going to be one run of three thousand, and you either get one or you don't, and that's Ooh. it. We're not going to be reprinting those. That's pretty good. Love was, that. And I, we say this every year when are we because we've been doing this for forty years now. You've been coming on this program, Peter. That's yeah, crazy to me. Maybe more. Time Bonkers. flies. So we would say this at the beginning of every season. Go to the team store before. I cannot stress this enough. I like. I have. I've gotten merch at the team store. It takes ten minutes. I've gone to the stadium. I don't want to miss any action. The soccer game is only ninety minutes. Like, like, get in early if you're going to buy it on site, but go to the team store. It's the intersection of, is it Carlisle and Central? Is that right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, 3,500 Central. And it, yeah, you're right. I mean, it's, it's a lot. Soccer's different. There's 90 minutes. That's it. Maybe a couple extra adage time, but, and that's it. And so you want to be watching the game. And a lot of times a goal, two goals, that, that, that could be it. A lot of exciting action in between. So. We love supporting you guys, not only because it's an amazing product, family-friendly, you're putting on a great show for Albuquerque, New Mexico, surrounding areas, but your footprint in the community. I mean, you got the black, the BLM 505 shirt on right now. What what new directions are you guys headed for community access this year? Yeah, I mean, I think just evolution, you know, um, never trying to be stagnant and just trying to figure out where can we make a positive impact. And sometimes that can be well thought out, and sometimes it just comes to us and we have to react in a day. So, uh, for example, this year we we launched uh, United in Health through the Somos Unidos Foundation, which really means that we're going to be getting out into our community to make sure that we're healthier. And whether that is a blood drive, whether it's vaccines, whether it's checking blood pressure, it doesn't matter. We got to keep, you know, we got to keep our New Mexicans healthy. We got to watch out for one another. And so United in Health is just as important to us as getting three points on a Saturday. Boom. Outside of a big win this upcoming Saturday, the next big news we hear from the New Mexico United will be what, Peter? What is what is on the horizon? What are we? What are, what can we be excited about outside of the pitch? 
You know, I've already uh, tried to uh, keep my Pete leaks down. But, there we go. But um, I think what you're just going to see as the year unfolds is, um, you know, we want to be the next best version of ourselves. So we never want to be stagnant. So, you know, we could have some players joining. We have nothing. You know, right now we've got our team. There's no new plans for any new players. But, uh, you know, I think that um, in for the first time in a while, I'm just really excited to see what we have in front of us and not really thinking about the next thing. Love everything about that. Anything we miss, boys? You brought David Carl with you. David, anything we miss? David, we see Carl in the house. Come to the game on Saturday. <laughs> ah, there you go. Cut that off. Run that yeah, all week. We squeeze this into 30 that, seconds. That's yeah. the hype we needed. That should be a bumper sticker. <laughs> that's, that's right. <laughs> what, hey, what's up? You coming to the Y with us on Wednesday? What's up? Wednesday? Yeah. Yeah, sure. Listen, we need you at the Y. I just said, yeah, sure. You're a valuable community member. I appreciate that. The United are well represented in many gym shirts. I, I just said, yeah, sure. Yes, Fred. Thank I you. would love to join you at the YMCA. We wear your two men on shirt and get some sweet My lifts. Burger King shirt, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you see how he talks to us? It's like this. He's untrained. That's, that's, uh, that's all I can say. It's like a fourth wall here. You just break yeah. it every time. <laughs> Peter Travertani, thank you so much, brother. You're doing Bob Clark tomorrow morning. Let's go. I'll be right next door. You guys rock. Thanks for everything you do and you know, how much fun. It's always fun to be on this show. It goes so fast. Love everything about it. Peter awesome. Travisani, thank you so much. Whenever we get back, we circle back to the NFL van. Aaron Rodgers, he's the only guy stopping himself from being in New York. I'll tell you why he's going to stop it. Two men on, 95.9 FM and AM 610. D. Big thank you to Peter Travisani who joined us on the program. He says the stadium's going in. It's going in a Balloon Fiesta Park. It's going in in the northeast corner there. Kind of like in the parking lot area, not the field area. That's going to be the business. So, okay. I'm in. I love it. You know, as a big advocate for having one downtown, I like to see downtown thriving. But like anywhere that has interstate access mm-hmm. where the best fans and all the soccer can get to the new stadium, I'm 100% on board for. I'd also like if they put in like a really big like um, sandbox. That'd be kind of fun out there to play in. I mean, there's literally a sandbox out there. What if, What about like a bunch of fountains? It's the overflow parking lot. It's just all dirt. I'm going to have to pave it because I'm tailgating. Of course we are. I want fountains that you can light up. You know what I'm talking about? Are you talking about the Bellagio? Kind of like the Bellagio. Okay. I think that'd be sweet. All right, hear me out. The surrounding wall, like the wall that contains the field, wrap around aquarium. You put it all the way around the field. What do you boys think about that? Smart, uh, cost-effective, too. I mean, we live in Albuquerque, so I don't know. So you're saying salt water? Salt water, yeah. Yeah, that's smart. I yeah. mean, you don't even got to really clean it. Just throw a couple placostomus in there. What's that word? Placostomus? Suckerfish? Oh. Yeah, it just cleans itself. Rudy Gobert is a real placostomus this weekend. Yeah, he does suck. He sucks. Sucker punches. I agree. I'd be like, put a couple pools in the outfield. That actually i'm on board with that makes sense some pool parties get a pool little hot tub some bleachers on the other side of the pool in the hot tub is it the diamondbacks that have like a hot tub in the outfield Jack- yes. jaguars do yeah. too jaguar 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 ah oh, the jags jaguar wow. okay i don't know what the guinness book of world records is on this but we could set it no matter what it is the world's widest escalator whitest wide so what if we got an escalator until white where you could go like five or six deep left or right? That'd be kind of a cool feature. Let's put that in. 
I don't. I think it'd be dangerous if you're one of the people standing in the middle. What about cool catwalks? Too many unbalanced people not to have rails in your escalator. What about a couple cool catwalks going around? You could just like walk around and have like cool fun access and stuff. What do you mean, like uh, like for little kitty cats to run around? Like you have like house cats in there? The cats walk around. Okay, you add a rail runner stop, so you divert the track of the rail runner. Okay, that's actually going to happen. To where you have that's a, like a, that's the first real one. It, what? That's the real one. There's gonna be a new rail runner stop there. What would you call it? Oh, duh! Like, Somo stop Edos here and watch the soccer. <laughs> Big stained glass murals everywhere. I'm talking like the history of New Mexico. Yeah, and like pre. Give me a stained, stained glass up. mirror of like a Christian Nava that's like as big as like twenty Christian Navas. Love it, which and, is still reasonably sized. And if you move slightly to the left, it's Takashi, and you're like, okay, I'm in on that. The fake gangster and rapper Takashi, a uh, pro wrestler. I'm just trying to incorporate. There's a wrestler named Takashi. Yeah. All right. Was what he, about was this? he at WrestleMania? No, he's in a different league. Oh. What's the biggest jumbotron? We go I don't back. know. The, the biggest one I've seen in person is probably at Dallas. Uh, the lab. <laughs> oh, that one's huge. I haven't been to this. I haven't seen the one in Dallas. Oh, I have. It's gigantic. Yeah. Oh, wait. I have a the really biggest idea. rectangle one? Because we saw a gigantic O-shaped one at SoFi. Oh, the Infinity one? Yeah. That one was cool. That was pretty neat. All right. Actual idea. Hear me out. We were talking about pools and weird stuff. You pipe in hot springs. Super easy. Little hot spring pool. They're everywhere here. I That's heard. what I'm saying. They're, I'm under the impression they're everywhere. Or like the SoFi, uh, the O-ring. Yeah, that was really cool. You do it but with a Zia. Oh, yeah. Super smart. Mm-hmm. What about like I'm looking on here in one of the largest. Turn your mic up just a little bit. Oh, turn my mic up Yeah, a keep bit. going though. Uh, one of the largest, uh, not jumbotrons, but the Fremont Street Experience. Okay, that's very good too. We get yeah. a ceiling that's a TV mm-hmm. and you walk beneath it. I like that, sweet. yeah. And you could zip line to your seat. Yes. Or at least section. At least section. You know the Milwaukee Brewers had that slide? I do. We should get something. We should steal all of the stuff that other people have done. The old one of each. Do they not have the slide anymore? Is that gone? No, it's still there. Oh, okay. We're not going to f- hole up. Are you talking like Nicolas Cage? Oh. When we go up there and actually steal the slide? Mm, yeah. And they're, they're like, they're like, APB. Uh, we cannot. All, that's not Albuquerque uh, boxing. It, that Albuquerque police, but something. I'm I'm really blowing that joke. But like APB, we can't find the slide. And then some months later, the slide ends up at United Stadium, and it's a, it's like a stone cold who done it. You can't just paint it black and yellow, Fred. They notice it's the same slide. And then if someone says, "Hey, did you steal that slide from Milwaukee?" We'll just be like, "No, it's from the beach." <laughs> that's a good tingly. Yeah. It's from Tingley. Ooh, that's a good one. Just move Tingley there. We need a Lambo leap section, too. We already have one. It's called the supporter section. Yeah, no one wants to jump into that. I've seen those people. No. Uh, the uh, They don't cut their fingernails. The fire and the explosives that they set off. In yeah, and the fingernail thing. By the way, if you've never been to a United Master, there's no explosives. Don't take that last comment seriously, please. You know, in Vesco Field, that's where the Broncos play for you, Chris? You know, in Vesco Field has that big Bronco on the top? I don't. Okay, so you know when you're leaving the Denver airport and there's that big Bronco? The Illuminati Bronco? Yeah. Okay. It's also on top of Vesco Field. Is it? Yeah. Hmm. And we need to, com- to complete the triangle here. But 
No. Instead of the Bronco, we just put a giant statue of Don Schrader on the top of the stadium. Who's Don Schrader? You don't know who Don Schrader is? Albuquerque icon Don Schrader. If, oh, that Don Chris, Schrader. if you're the mayor of downtown, what is, what is Don Schrader, the mayor, the mayor of Central? The leather suitcase of, of town? <laughs> yes. I don't know. <laughs> the sentient raisin of Albuquerque? Yeah. You know, Lambeau Field has that uh, Lorore Butler statue of him jumping into the Lambeau Leap. The first Lambeau Leap where he invented the Lambeau Leap, much like Astros manager Dusty Baker invented the high five, something like that. Not real. So what we could do is have that with Don Schrader, like the Lambeau Leap. There's got to be some kind of dedication to Don Schrader. (laughs) Why are you saying it so firmly? It just has to. What's the name of the dude that does the broadcast every year for the Balloon Fiesta? He's hilarious. The legend Steve Stucker? No, 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 no. He's the pen guy. The guy that's over the... Oh, the voice. Yeah, he's so good. I'm going to look it up real quick. Look it up. He's Phil for a second. How do you not know the guy who holds your dream job? That is my dream job. I feel like if you did a statue of uh, Don Schrader, you'd have to have real real jorts on him, though. A hundred percent. And then somebody steals like once a season. Yeah, somebody steals. You know, like stores. rival colleges steal each other's mascot. Glenn yeah. Moyer and Art Lloyd Jr. And they are tremendous. They're good. They're really good. They're incredibly They've been good. They're doing it forever. You know, people. Also, should we should submit a resume. The boys can do that. I can wake up at 3.30 in the morning and grab a microphone. I've done it before. I'll do it even, again. I'm not waking up. That's how I'm ending the night. <laughs> Loop A. You know, it's like the dress for the job you want thing. Yeah. I'll, I'll show up here every day in one of those oversized balloon fiesta blue jackets that everyone has every year. Be like, I'm, I want that. Just six or 17 Bud Lights deep. Yes. <laughs> they do appearances and stuff, too. You can see them at like the Coronado Mall and people come out. Because people come from all over the world for that thing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. And when, it's the first October of every year, right? The balloon fiesta? Well, yeah. It's the first two weekends? Yeah. So, if you have a United game, juxtaposition into that. You just fly balloons over it? Oh, my gosh. You launch from the field? You launch from the field. You send it straight up. And it'd probably be easier to launch from the stadium, protect from the wind. That is a thing that would have to be, it would have to have some sort of balloon homage or something. Like, hear me out. You know how that crappy stadium in Phoenix looks like a cactus, but it doesn't? Which one? The Glendale one where they play football. Okay. That's it looks what, like a spaceship that crashed. Right, but it's supposed to be like a like a, like a baby cactus that looks like a spaceship that crashed. Or what? Like it looks like a peyote button? Uh, is that correct, Chris? I'm not sure. <laughs> Why are you asking Chris? Well, I don't know anything about that. I've never heard of uh, these two things. Chris is fond of clean living. That's right. Straight he ain't like me. You open him up, it looks perfect. You open me up, it's like a... A nightmare from Alice in Wonderland. Like down the rabbit hole? Yes. I don't want to go. Okay. So I think the stadium has to look like a hot air balloon, right? Like that's like part of the thing. Like you design it to to be tough to christen. Yeah. You know what I'm talking? Yeah. And at the open, you have a like at the top. There's a circle open, like where the hot air gets out. You know what I'm talking about? In a hot air balloon. Or now hear me out. Okay. That's a tad ridiculous. But we do have VIP baskets on the second level. Okay, that's very You just get to watch the match from a basket. And they have little waiters and stuff. Mm -hmm. Serve you champagne. That's all you can drink up there is champagne. Yep. And cheese. 
Why cheese? You ever had a little charcuterie board after balloon ride? Mm, yeah. Do you think cheese and champagne is a paired dish? It is not. It is charcuterie not board? You don't think they have cheese on a charcuterie board? Well, you keep talking about charcuterie boards, which I'm not. I'm talking about champagne and cheese. Those things don't go together. Not just cheese. That's what yeah, that's you, right. you spread it out on a charcuterie board. You presented it as cheese only. I said champagne. You immediately went, oh, but that was some cheese. Okay, so some delicious aged cheese, like a maybe 18th-month manchega, a two-year-old Gouda maybe, a two-year-old smoked Gouda. No, Fantastic with bubbles. None of those times mean anything to me. Just because you only eat Kraft American singles. Delicious Kraft American singles. That does not pair well with champagne. Unlike a unlike a grilled bread. Have you ever had it on a grilled bread? That's the only way to have it. Like a cheese on a grilled you If you have Kraft American singles on anything except for a grilled cheese, I'm going to report you to the authorities. What else is it even for? It was invented solely for the a grilled bread sandwich. The only thing I've ever done with American cheese besides make a grilled cheese is bite little eye holes and nose holes yeah, and then smack them on my face. 100%. And then I'm the cheese monster and I chase children around. What? Why that I last part? Why wait, did you... what? Did I say that out loud? You can put also American, like, like cheesy singles. You can put cheesy singles. New dating app called it. Oh, it's so smart. <laughs> Where you identify by what kind of cheese you are. Yeah. Swipe right for yeah. two-year-old aged Gouda. I thought it was the name of the new Harry Styles album. Cheesy Singles? Yeah. it's mm. a good one. You can yeah. have that one, Chris. Chris, what's the last time you ate cheesy single at American Cheese? Uh, I made a grilled cheese sandwich last week with soup when it was all cold. Ooh. You and I aren't from here, so we don't use phrases like all cold. It's the mayor of downtown, though, baby. Now that we yeah. brought Chris Burnett and we're culture. Yeah. Like, yeah. Touching on that Aaron Rodgers story, whenever we get back... He is the number one saboteur of all time. I'll tell you about it. Two men on 95.9 FM, AM 610. Back on the program, wrapping up the five o'clock hour. Van, why isn't Aaron Rodgers a jet? I'll be well, it's a pretty simple answer. The Packers want more uh, compensation and Aaron Rodgers wants more attention. I don't think there's any other X's in that equation. Hmm. The Jets will pay whatever the price is. Period. Up to a point. When would they stop? Uh, Because they got to think that they got a Hall of Fame caliber quarterback for a year. But also he's Aaron Rodgers. There's going to be complete drama, and they're going to let him loose on New York. And he's going to do a bunch of ayahuasca in Manhattan. He's going to scare a bunch of people there. And he's going to do a bunch of weird stuff. And his next offseason is going to be just as weird as this offseason. And he's going to keep him on the hook for a whole nother offseason. Like, oh, my God, am I going to play? Am I going to demand a trade to another place? Am I sad because Odell Beckham went to the to the Ravens and I didn't get him is that on the Jets? official? Like, yeah. Okay. And he's just going to be complete drama. And they're going to get sick of them. So they don't want to give a ton of draft compensation just to rent this dude for one year. And then he goes all Aaron Rodgers all over their team. Oh, that's going to happen. Jim Jim Douglas, who's the, or excuse me, Joe Douglas, who's the GM of the Jets, was on that um, show hosted by Boomer Esiason on um, WFAN. Uh-huh. Boomer says, is Aaron Rodgers going to come to the Jets? And the GM of the Jets says, he's going to be here. 
What? Okay. What is Aaron Rodgers is the sole reason this has not happened. I think Packers compensation has a ton to do with it. Jets want some uh, double quitsies, no stampies compensation to where if he doesn't play a second year or a third year. Okay, I see that. They get draft compensation back. To me, that's the reasonable answer. But in my heart, it's just Aaron Rodgers wants attention. What the Jets can give Aaron Rodgers that he's already so very good at creating himself is spotlight. Mm-hmm. Limelight. Lights are bright in NYC. Aaron Rodgers seems like the type of guy you could pay with Twitter followers. He'd be real happy. Mm, Bitcoin. I don't, don't know if I recognize that association. Skim a bunch of Bitcoin and ayahuasca. He's good. Not in that order. No. <laughs> a bunch of ayahuasca and some Bitcoin. And a, a sprinkle. Six o'clock hour is going to be a fire hour. A lot of NFL talk. Also, uh, one of the best players in Major League Baseball went down over the weekend. We're going to talk about that. Also, I think I'm mad at the NFL draft. I'll tell you just how mad whenever we get back. It's two men on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Now betting for the Sports Animal. Your afternoon drive. Number two, men on. Van, Van Nunley, Nunley and, and Fred, Fred Slow. Slow. And, and in the on-deck on circle, circle. Robert, Robert Buck, Buck D. Gibson. This is Two Men On with Van Nunley and Fred Slow. Do we need to rename the MLB power rankings, the Tampa Bay Rays power rankings? Rays versus everybody. Oh, my gosh, dude. 9-0, 57 run Diffie. Who is on this squad? A little bit of everybody. They got they got Randy, Randy Rosarina, who, by the way, is the saddest story in the history of the St. Louis Cardinals. Oh, yeah. They, use, that's, they usually pilfer dudes like that from other people. Randy Rosarina with the Tampa Bay Rays should be every 13-year-old kid's favorite player. He's a stud. Fun to watch, big personality, plays hard, fun in the dugout. He's that guy. This is Two Men On. We're live from the John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio. We, of course, started our days at the YMCA of Central New Mexico Lunch. You know, it was over at the 66 Diner. That's a burger and a milkshake, boys. Let's go do that. You know, mm-hmm. I-9 Sports is the proud sponsor of today's varsity. Today's varsity will be the ways to pay it forward, boys. Ways to pay it forward. The I-9 Varsity of ways to pay it forward. Don't Stoke forget, for this. Don't forget we're doing throwing Thursdays over at ABQX. It's actually next Wednesday because of scheduling, but you get the idea. We're hanging out with ABQX. We are throwing. Welcome back to the program, ABQX. they got a lot going on over there that we will share with you as we can share it with you. This Friday, we're live from Hollow Spirits. Come hang out with the boys at Hollow Spirits. Revised menu. Drinks galore. Us hosting watch parties for the United, not this Saturday, though. United are at home. We are hosting our WWE event this upcoming Saturday night at the Rio Rancho Event Center. Tyler, you joining us or you booked? I'm booked. All right, go ahead and move that schedule around and figure it out. Make that happen. Had a lot of fun out at the Rio Rancho Event Center this past Saturday as we watched the Duke City Gladiators put a thumping on the Tulsa Oilers. That was unfair what they did. You ever see a worse football play in the history of the world than whenever I missed that ball through directly at me? In your defense. Okay. That thing was flying. It was zipped. As a heater. I don't know who the Tulsa quarterback is. Gabbard, I guess. Tulsi? 
Tulsi Gabbard. <laughs> there was a zip on this, and I'm yeah. sitting like in the corner of the end zone doing that thing, and that thing goes right over the top of my head. And I, I like, I did it the way Ed McCaffrey would have done it. Like I put my hands together, I go up, and it parted my hands. Mm-hmm. It parted them. I couldn't do anything about it. I looked a fool. People booed. You don't drop a lot of footballs thrown by children. But this was a professional quarterback. He zipped that mother into you. I don't see you ever catching that ball. I don't know why you're embarrassed about missing it the one time. Right. You're going to miss that ball every time. Unless you do like the, the stomach chest smother. There's some heat on the, it. The stomach chest smother technique. It was, uh, if, I was you try to, if you try to catch it like a diamond, like Ocho Cinco in his prime, no way. You don't think I could shine bright like a diamond? No. Shine bright like a diamond? No. Gladiators put it on. That was a heck of a show. And by the way, heck of a crowd for an Easter weekend. Mm-hmm. Way to go. Mm-hmm. I think the the week before the home opener, that was the largest crowd in the history of. That's sweet. That's sweet, dude. Some great momentum out there at the Rio Rancho Event Center. People you. showing up and showing out. Place to be. Do that thing. Live chat's coming alive. Tampa Bay Devil Dogs winning streak ends tonight. They're playing the Red Sox. I don't think so. I don't think it will end tonight. It is 0-0 after six innings in Tampa. Uh, also from friend of the show, Hank. Fred, heard you on KKB today. Beware. Now, hold on. Be careful. With those so-called God-fearing people, I don't know if I know that. I don't remember what I said on KKOB. Probably an Easter thing. Ah, uh, Easter jokes, huh? Probably Easter jokes. Mm. I've been working a bit about the Kennedy God. Have I told you this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You shopped it out on me. Need some work. It's it's in the works. The idea's there. It's there. Rough around the edges. There's a lot of gods. You get to pick one. The Kennedy mm-hmm. one is like a good one. It's like out in front. It's one of the best ones. It's one of the best ones. Simple to follow. Ask not what your God can do for you. It's a good one. But what you can do for your God. Major League Baseball's got some surprises early in the year. Phillies took two or three from the Reds. That's I mean that that tracks. That's on point. Well, let me tell you, the Tampa Bay Rays starting nine and zero is no surprise to anyone in this room sitting on the north side of the table because I picked the Tampa Bay Rays to win the American League this year. You did, and they're already proving it to me how legit they are. Well, and I, what I was trying to hit on just now was the parody of the whole thing. Sure, because the Phillies took two for three from the Reds. The Reds took two or three from the Pirates. The Pirates swept the Red Sox. The Red Sox took two or three from the Orioles, and the Orioles took two or three from the Rangers, and the Rangers swept the Phillies. What, man? What? Every team just beats up on each other except Tampa Bay beats up on everyone? The Brew Crew is 7-2. and two. Besides that, every other team in the league has between six wins and six losses. The Yankees took two or three from the Giants. The Giants took two or three from the White Sox. The Giants were swept by the Royals, who lost three or four to the Blue Jays, and they lost two or three to the Cardinals, who were swept by the Braves, who lost three or four to the Padres. Van, is anyone good except for Tampa Bay? Yeah, my uh, four and six Astros are fantastic. You playing seven degrees of separation of Kevin Bacon? The Astros with all the teams in baseball. Dog, they split a four-game series with the White Sox and only got two. That's not good. White Sox are pretty good at baseball. Good, not great. They lost two or three to the Tigers. That's embarrassing. Are the Tigers the best team out of those three? No. No, the Tigers are two and seven. 
Two of the wins are against the World Series champion Astros. This whole thing would be that a is com- parody. This whole thing would be a complete circle if the Tigers could have done anything against the Rays, and they could not. Because no one can. Well, no one has. It's not even particularly close how good they are. It's a historic start. One of the best five starts in the history of baseball. When the- how old is baseball? 20, 30 years? No. No. Baseball is 140-something years old. It started during World War II. What? That's not as old as you think it is. Oh, wait, that's hockey. Hockey started during World War II. Go back another 60 years before World War II. (laughs) Hockey didn't really pick up. Baseball is 60 years BH. Before hockey. Yes. (laughs) Hockey also didn't pick up until 68, 69 with the expansion. Nice. Also, the Boston Bruins, I guess, had the best record in the history of hockey, but not really because overtimes now count differently in the win category or something, and the 2003 Detroit Red Wings are actually the greatest team of all time, but not according to Boston fans. And I think if you were to do like a what is there more of, Boston or Detroit hockey fans, I think it's like a split. I have no idea. Pretty even. It's got to be. Yeah. One's called Hockey Town. The other one's Boston. I mean, in a fight, who are you taking? Red Wings fans? What type of fight? Hockey fight? Oh. There's a, there's a lot of qualifiers here. Yeah. Street fight, no automatic weapons. <laughs> Detroit goes hard, dude. I'd say I'd lean Detroit. Boston also goes hard. As tough as Boston is, trust me, the Irish in me wants to say Boston. I think Detroit takes that one. Do you remember when Detroit outlawed bringing octopus in to throw on the ice after goals? Yeah. And then Detroit fans still snuck in octopus to throw on the ice during goals. <laughs> How many places can you hide an octopus? Me? Yeah. Several. Okay. <laughs> the answer is several. Don't did say that, prison did that person. Really happened? Did that That's real, happen? Tyler. It's very it's a real, real thing. That's so wild. What's the name of their center out there? Something. And they were like, hey, no her octopus on the ice. It messes up the ice. And these <laughs> people, all the nope. Detroit fans were like, yeah, no, cool. <laughs> 48 hours later. Yes. All right, they win. Everyone, wins. everyone shows up at cornrows, and they're like, it's weird that everyone has cornrows. Octopus hat. What's that big bulbous lump on the back of your neck? Yeah. Well, is today Rastafarian Day? What's with all these hats? What are these purple hats on everybody? This is crazy. So nuts. Just octopuses everywhere. Octopoids. It's only April, boys. Relax on these Major League Baseballs. I'm not relaxing. These nine games at the end of the year, they matter at the end of the year. Never once, never. I refuse to relax on Major League Baseball. And the games are super tight now, like time-wise, because that pitch clock thing. Look, grab your beer in a timely manner. No meandering around. No. That action happens. Milwaukee is extending past the seventh inning stretch for beer now. So smart. They're going to the eighth inning because games are so fast. Yeah, I thought this was America. Why do we stop at the seventh inning stretch? It's stupid. They've won every game by at least four. They've had zero save opportunities. They also won back-to-back games 11-0, to 25 total home runs, and have only allowed four. This is like when Tyler plays MLB The Show <laughs> on easy. Mm-hmm. And every player is Randy Arozarena. <laughs> Turn on dynamic difficulty, Tyler. Up this thing. Highest run differential since 1900. These facts are unreal. Uh, t- 
told you? Is that what we do next year? Told you? But hey, here's another told you. And they're doing it without their best pitcher. In 2003, the Marlins started the year three and six, and they won the World Series. You know what the Marlins currently are? Three and six. Oh, watch out now. Watch out. Uh Uh-oh. That Miami wizardry. The worst rated World Series in the history of the World Series would be Tampa Bay versus Miami, the all-Florida World Series. No one would tune in at all. I mean, me. But I'm dorky, middle-aged, white baseball fan, so they got me already. The average victory is eight and some change to two. What? What? Boys can ball. They practice the pitch clock. But, Fred, they're playing bad teams. They're only playing bad teams because they have losses that they took from the Rays. Mm -hmm. They're not playing bad teams. These teams would be better if they had more wins. You can't get more wins against the Rays. They get the most wins. It's true. Can't be mad. You only play the teams that are on your schedule. But that that is a pretty sweet draw. Going Tigers, Nationals, Athletics. Boom, boom, boom. Red Sox catch three losses in a row, yes or no? Uh, no. Could be possibly four. It's a four-game series. My bad. The The undefeated streak ends against the Red Sox. They will take one. I believe the Tampa Bay Flappy Boys will end up 11-0, and setting the all-time season start record. And then it improved to 13 and 0. It's ballsy, brother. I do not think it's going to be a four game sweep against the Red Sox. Follow me to the sports book. Red Sox are capable. They're not going to light the world on fire this year, but they are a capable baseball organization. Hot take. They're middle of the road or slightly better. (laughs) The Red Sox are either going to be really good this year, really bad this year, or kind of okay. Do you see his injury? O'Neal? O'Neal Cruz. Pirate shortstop fractures his left ankle on a slide. <sighs> I want to say I'm sour at this catcher. <clears throat> I don't know anything about Sebi Zavala. Is that right? Sebi Ballesteros? That's, I don't think that one's correct. Okay. And also, I don't get that reference, but... Is an old Spanish golfer. Thank you. Um, Cruz caught a surgery. He's going to be out like four months. He's the best player the Pirates have had since Andrew McCutcheon. Now Andrew McCutcheon's back. It's a sad day. If you're a Pirates fan, he's one of the most exciting dudes in the game. Yes, he is. I th- it's a bang-bang play. The catcher jumps up. The catcher lands. He leans down to tag him. O'Neal Cruz slides funny. It's not a good slide. It's awkward. His leg gets caught up behind him. Catcher falls on the leg. Then the catcher yelled at him for some reason. I missed that. Because I think O'Neal yelled out in, like, obviously a pain. Yeah. And then the catcher yells back, does a little helmet flip. Cruz is doing what you do when you break your ankle, which is yelling around. Yeah, 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 sure. Then the bench is clear. No punches. Sucks for the Pirates, though. Super sucks for the Pirates. I mean, that's, like, the only thing... I mean, Brian Reynolds is fun to watch. They're young center fielder. 
But O'Neill Cruz, the only like must-see TV in Pittsburgh all season. No promising up-and-comers. No studs that are going to merge. It's just O'Neill Cruz. That's all you got for the black and yellow. The only saving grace for the catcher is that he had to jump to make that play because I don't like the baseline positioning. I, I think I'm actually not cool with it. I'm trying to make excuses on how it's a bang-bang play and everything's okay. But to me, you have to step into the field of play in front of the base and try to do that sweeping tag. Can't protect the play. Like it, didn't, it didn't look like blocking to me. The he jump. Was, the jump. The jump. Yeah. Yeah, because he, he drifted to his left a little bit on the jump, jumping up and catching it. Ended up in the baseline. I agree. O'Neill Cruz slid funny. It's not blocking. He didn't do it on purpose. It wasn't incendiary. I think it's fine. Just sucks. It just sucks. It just sucks. A little NFL talk when we get back. Dwayne Haskins in the news. It's been a while since we've talked about he, but his camp is alleging there were a lot of signs before his tragic end. We'll go over those when we get back. It's two men on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Okay, I'm looking at the, I don't even know how to describe this. I guess the it's like an open letter yeah. from the Haskins family attorney, Rick Isley. Sure. Ellisley of the Ellisley Law Firm. It's talking, jog everyone's memory. Like one year ago today? Almost exactly a year. One year ago yesterday? Dwayne Haskins, who was quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers, uh, struck by a truck on the highway in Florida. And here's the letter. The Florida Highway Patrol traffic homicide report shows that Dwayne was only feet away from making it safely across the road when he was struck and killed by an old dump truck. The truck was going faster than the speed limit, carrying excessive cargo, had brake system problems, and was traveling on low-tread tires while with separated sidewalls. We haven't had this talk on the program, and it doesn't super fit. If we were on KKOB, maybe we'd have this conversation. Muni, vehicles, police, civil service, post office, which I recognize as federal, these things are death traps. You know what an average post office car like a post office truck has on it, 400,000 miles. Hmm. Isn't that crazy? They don't build new ones anymore either. These are all from like the 70s. Right. They get like eight miles to the gallon. Not joking. Very rarely do you see new generations of these vehicles. There are none. They haven't made them. Only in scenarios where they have to and only in scenarios where they get grants well, but even to they're, purchase them. But they're not a new design because they're all universal parts, universal fixtures. Sure. The only difference is you'll find in like Alaska, where you have to have like a different vehicle, like state state trooper cars, super deadly. You see police cars going down a highway, get away from that mess because that car does. It's got old brake pads, it's got old tires, it's got a million miles on it. It's just not safe. I don't know how to say that. So, the truck driver hit Dwayne with the front left side of the truck. This is directly in front of where the driver was sitting. Steering behind the wheel. That checks out. The driver told police that before he hit Dwayne, he saw Dwayne ahead of his vehicle in the center lane. The report also confirms that before Dwayne was killed, there were multiple other drivers who were driving in front of and behind the dump truck and saw Dwayne on the roadway to avoid hitting him. 
People called 911. There was no response. That's not in the note. That's me saying it. Taillights, brake lights, hazards, flashers, construction. The area was well illuminated, allegedly. Dump truck drivers approaching the area when Dwayne was crossing. Many questions remain as to why the truck driver did not avoid hitting Dwayne, given the highly visible activity in the area before the impact and the fact that the other drivers did not hit Dwayne. The truck driver's cell phone records have not yet been disclosed. The report also notes that the driver refused to provide blood sample to the police at the scene. It has not provided the alcohol test results. I'm not one to say you blame anyone. Mm-hmm. Accidents happen. Sure. This seems like an awful aggressive, awful aggressive shoot on the truck driver. I don't think this part is necessary. You had me at faulty equipment. The The rest of this is not necessary. I agree. Wait till trial to do this. Because if it turns out that they are incorrect about any of this about the driver, that's going to be a countersuit, and he's going to get all the money. Well, the weird parody of this is that was the conversation about Dwayne, right? The conversation was he was high, he was intoxicated, he was under the influence. He's all these things. Also, if you remember, there was like a blackmail thing going on or something, right? See, that's the new information that I didn't know anything about. Until this new oh, okay. the report came out. See, I, I had no idea about the whispers of shady people trying to exploit him. Right. Because he had ketamine in his system. That seems like a serious one. Two different types of ketamine in his system. That's like a tranquilizer? Yeah. It's literally started off as a horse tranquilizer, turned into a party drug. Now there's a few medical and mental health benefits, but it's a disassociative that you don't walk around on. seems to me like this is an awful wide net to be casting. Sure. I mean, this is heavy, heavy words, not only against the truck driver, which, again, I think is unnecessary, but that it is believed that Dwayne was targeted and drugged as part of a blackmail and robbery conspiracy. If they got proof of that, that is a big deal. Maneuvering a dump truck and maneuvering a car, considerably different world. Sure. I, oh gosh, I don't drink and drive. I don't know how to say that. I've had, I've had two beers and drove. I'll be the first one to tell you that. Right. Greater than two beers, Uber Platinum. You already know. 100%. But if I were to hit, a person, an animal, a building, if I were to wreck my vehicle, I don't know if I'm giving up a drug test on that moment. I don't think I am. No. Phone records, all of that. None of it. I'm saying one word. None ya. Lawyer. Lawyer. You know the city has one on retainer ready to go. I ain't saying jack. And look, I hope for the sake of Dwayne Haskins' family, if there's some truth to this and there's some tomfoolery, I hope they get their due diligence. But to me, this also sounds like we know the court of public opinion. Right. This sounds like a little razzle-dazzle. It seems a little scummy. 
Yeah. You're using Razzle Dazzle. I think it's scummy. I don't know enough about evidence either. But I'll be the first one to say, I don't think I see enough of it here. Not for the truck driver. Not for the truck driver. And then definitely not for the accusations about being drugged and exploited. Sometimes things are just accidents. Ketamine isn't casual. This isn't just booze. The fact that he had ketamine in his system, that's a big deal. To me, either he was partying way too hard, made some horrible decisions, and look, you're, you're dis- when you're on ketamine, you're disassociated. You're a walking zombie. I believe you because I don't know. Yeah. Uh, trust me. Your boy knows. That's not something you get into a car on. That's not something you even walk around on. Not at all. Because you're a zombie. You don't know what you're doing. Tyler, I'm assuming you could speak to this. No, that's for sure, man. Ketamine is nothing to play with. Yeah, it's not just a casual thing. You don't just, like, have a couple cocktails at happy hour and go do some ketamine and go for a walk on the highway. Yeah. Either, Either he was in a disassociated state and didn't know who he was or what he was doing, or he was deliberately drugged. I don't see a lot of middle ground here. What is this LZ dude on then? Because if this is a press release that reads like a conspiracy theory, like there's something going on deeper here too. What is it? I mean, is it a money grab for the insurance money from the family? Oh, there's a good one. There's a good one. I mean, that, it could be that too. Does that dump truck, is it associated with a business? Does that business have a whatever, grab a settlement, call it done? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Yeah, but like something allegedly uh, two dudes that own multiple restaurants that weren't happy with their agreement or something. They were hanging out earlier that night, allegedly. I'm not going to use any names because I don't know anything yet. But there's like a lot of weird stuff. I mean, a dude does have a history of of drinking and doing drugs. Well, I'm not trying to be that dude on this show right now because live your best life. Like whatever vice, I got my vices, whatever vice you guys got. As long as you don't harm yourself or others, I'm super in. Here's my thing. If you are a dude who regularly does ketamine drops, I don't know what to call this. Okay. If you're a dude who rather who regularly drops ketamine and gets boozed up before you do it, I imagine there's other parts of your life where you make poor decisions too. That is accurate. If he consciously took ketamine on purpose and then left whatever small area he was in, yeah. that was a horrible decision. If he knowingly took ketamine and left, I would say a 20 by 20 area is way too much to roam around in when you're on ketamine. Yeah, that's correct. <laughs> You'd lay on a couch till it's over. You don't get up and walk around. If he did it consciously, this is horrible. I'm sad for the family. If he was drugged and they just let him roam the streets... So if you His are, family does do, have some due compensation coming. If you're chasing blood money like that, are you chasing like a ketamine supplier, dealer? I don't know what word to use here. Was was Haskins hanging out with a pharmacy tech at the Walgreens, and and she made some come off a shelf? I don't I don't know what, where this thing comes from. I don't live in the world of drugs. Sure. Is it is it like a cliche drug dealer like I've seen in The Wire? First off, you haven't seen The Wire. Well, I, I mean, I thought about watching it. A c- cliché drug dealer that you saw on Law & Order at an airport I bar. definitely never seen Maybe. Law & Order. <laughs> I don't like cop dramas. We've had this talk. Don't sexualize 
policing. That's weird to me. It's weird to me where you're like, the only way to uphold the law is to break the law. Like that. No. That's not how the law works. We're encouraging criminals. Yeah. If you attack me in this booth as a witness, my testimony is null and void. That is like you cannot physically withdraw this out of me, um, Mel Gibson. Whoever's in this cop movie, I'm having a hard time. <laughs> like, what, what's his name in the in the, where he's a cop? Lethal Weapon? Yes. If Lethal Weapon has you in the interrogation room. Higgs? And he's, what is this? Higgs? Murtaugh? What is it? Yeah, that Murtaugh, right? Murtaugh and Riggs. Riggs, there it is with and, the R. And if he's, if he's grabbing you on the collar and shaking you up and you're like, I did it. I'm the, I'm the wet bandit. Then they, they just throw that out. A lawyer. That's not how this works. Quit trying to dose me with ketamine, Riggs. Yeah. This is why I think Yellowstone sucks. Hold on, what? It's got to follow the rules, boys. You've never seen Yellowstone either. Saw some of it. <laughs> You're thinking of the National Park. I'm talking about the TV show. I'm talking about glaciers. Uh-huh. Miss me with glaciers. <laughs> They're gone. Yeah. Well, show me a glacier. I dare you. Yeah. What are you going to do? You going to erupt over here? Are you going to do a little geyser? Huh? This seems slimy. Yeah, sure. It seems gross, right? Yeah. It seems like not based in reality or fact at all. If it is, boy, am I ready to see them receipts? Because this is a crazy story. If his business partners were upset with him and got him drunk and drugged him and then dropped him off on a highway, holy moly, oh, is that a story? I hope they get everything awful coming to them. I just think Elsie's trying to be on his Saul Goodman right now. A hundred percent. That's what it seems like to me. Yeah. Also, if it's what you're saying, it's up there with like Michael Jordan's dad. Yes. It's like that kind of conspiracy thing. Yes. Mm-hmm. Ooh, I don't like that. Ooh. Oh. We got more. I mean. I just got chills. You have to drop more data on this. You have to provide some more receipts for that statement. You can't just go around. That's slander. That's libel. Like the the business partners who allegedly drugged him, the truck driver and whatever company that is, like they just fire back so easily. Well, and I recognize like you're asking for another lawsuit. I recognize Dwayne Haskins. I recognize his family. That truck driver's life changed traumatically too for the rest of his life. Like everyone's a victim here. Everyone. When we get back, I have a gigantic concern, boys that we are looking at the most booty NFL draft of all time. Same. I'm going to tell you. I hate agreeing with you, but I already agree with you. Tell me why. It's super booty. Tell me why. When we get back. Two men on. Super booty. 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. My favorite thing about Monday programs, we get off at 7. Good to go watch Monday Night Raw right after. Ooh, is it going to be a good one? Some good stories happening? What's going on? It's better than ever right now. Catch me up at WrestleMania next year. That's Catch me up in like 11 and a half months. It's 51 weeks away. Sweet. It's in Philadelphia. You and I are going. Tyler, if you'd like to go, we'll have a talk about it. I heard it's always sunny there. David Weesey Carl will go in with us. He's very excited about it. I talked to him the other day. He is from Philadelphia, Philadelphia native. Mm. So we're going to go out like a week early. We're going to get the tour. We're going to do all the history stuff. We're going to learn about the bell. We're going to see the Rocky Balboa statue. It's going to be really romantic. Miss me with this. I'm going to the bar. Ouch. We're going I don't, to... don't want to see a bell. It's just a bell. 
Fred, we are seeing that bill. I want to see your stupid bell. We're going to SummerSlam this summer as well. We'll do some fun remote stuff. Also joining us, former co-host of this program, Robert Gibson will be with us. Oh, how exciting. Talk to him today. First overall draft pick will go to the Carolina Panthers. It will be quarterback Bryce Young. The second overall draft pick will go to the Tennessee Titans. It will be quarterback C.J. Stroud. The third overall draft pick will go to the Indianapolis Colts. It will be quarterback Anthony Richardson. I guess technically you could say something else would happen there. If it goes quarterbacks one through four, which I very much believe it could, and Will Levis comes off, I'm not saying he's going to Arizona, but I'm saying someone moves into Arizona's spot. Yeah. Arizona doesn't need that slot. No, even if they traded down one to Seattle, Mm -hmm. because Seattle would take Levis. Detroit would take Levis. Seattle makes so much sense for Anthony Richardson, though. Oh, my he God. Won't fall, he won't fall that far. He won't get past three. Even if the first two guys flip-flop, which they could, I think you're going to end up with those three guys and then somebody getting Will Levis in the fourth because I don't think the Cardinals can give up on Kyler Murray yet. Anthony Richardson going to Seattle and studying underneath Geno Smith, the best dude, the hardest worker, a guy who put in the time to be as good as he is now. That's the perfect understudy for Geno Smith. They will end Give up, me that duo. They'll end up with that Will Anderson cat. The defensive end cat. I mean, that's smart. And then whoever's left, it'll either be that Carter kid or um, what's the white kid from Iowa? I mean, there's plenty of options for, and Ness. for playmakers. Your first, you got... That's what Detroit wants is that somebody put opposite their stud last year rookie defensive end. I think the defensive playmakers and your offensive linemen in the first half of the first round are all sure things. These quarterbacks, I do not think any of them are a sure thing. Not a single one of them. I think this year the NFL draft will go one, two, three, four in quarterbacks. That's how I feel. Because if they, there's no way Will Levis is going to fall all the way to Minnesota in the middle of the thing. It's just not going to happen. I, actually, I do. I think it'll go quarterback, quarterback, and then you'll start seeing your defensive players come off, your offensive linemen come off, and then whoever wants to jump up and take Richardson and Levis or maybe even Hooker picks in between 10 and 20. That's where I think they're going to go. I'm not gambling on Jalen Carter. He's just got all that talent, all those results. Look at the tape. Yeah, but I don't. I think the risk, because I don't think he's so much better than um, that Tyree Wilson from Texas Tech or whatever. Like, there's someone you can take that's not crazy. Well, let me tell you about risk. Risk, you're talking about Bryce Young, the number one pick. He's either going to be above average or a bust. I don't see him being an elite-level quarterback. He's 5'10". Well, you take C.J. Stroud. He's 5'10". Like, I think C.J. Stroud's the way better pick Tyler, than Bryce Young. He's 5'10 and an eighth. 5'10 and an eighth is so tiny. <laughs> For an NFL quarterback? It's crazy. It's crazy. I am half an inch taller than the future first-round pick oh, in the NFL. You are maybe seven-eighths taller? <laughs> That's more than half an inch. God dang it. Math. <laughs> Why are we just on the imperial system? Wait, we are. Ah! People say, oh, don't worry about his size. Don't go about his measures. Look at the tape. Okay, Bryce Young was on the best high school football team in the country and then he went to alabama he's had the best teammates his whole life 
He's about to start playing against real competition, and he's 5'10". There's only been two good quarterbacks under six foot tall in the history of the NFL. Drew Brees, Russell Wilson. And look what happened to Russell Wilson last year. Doug Flutie wants to, uh, you to answer the phone. Doug He's Flutie. a great Canadian and college quarterback. Doug Flutie's calling. What do you do in the NFL? Hung out forever. What? Do you, cool. Pooch kicked one. Yeah. Great punter. He's one of the best backup punters in the history of the league. A little pooch kick. You know, poochie boy. Where we get back, today's I-9 Varsity, the I-9 Varsity Ways to Pay It Forward, boys. It's two men on 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. I-9 Varsity, the I-9 Varsity of Paying It Forward, league office 280 at i9sports.com, 505-312-4999. Connect with I-9 Sports. Taking registrations now for soccer clinics. Ooh. Nice. Nice. I'm about this life. I talked to uh, I-9 today. They're doing really well over there. As usual, have, have they ever not been doing well? COVID. Yeah, COVID they did not. They rocked it during COVID. I mean, there was a struggle. I didn't say it wasn't hard, but they rocked it. Also, as I was looking up ways to pay it forward, boys, did you know that April 30th is National Pay It Forward Day? Is that <laughs> true? Who knew? Huh. Did not know that. Now, I am talking about paying it forward today because the cat, Eric, over at the Chick-fil-A, Gave me my Chick-fil-A sandwich and my sweet tea for free today. I did not pay for it. This is not a paid endorsement for Chick-fil-A. This is just me telling a story. So what are we talking here, boys? Like a $7 value? Maybe? Probably not even that much? I mean, yeah. Okay. Now, traditionally in this situation, Van, what you do is you pay it backwards. You buy the car behind you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was no car behind me. And then the way they shoo you so quickly, I'm currently sitting with this burden of having to pay it forward. Sure. The I-9 Varsity of paying it forward, boys. I'm thinking about donating blood. Put it on the list. I think donating blood is a super good way to pay it forward. I think that's good. Thank you. When the I-9 Varsity was mentioned, and I'm sure a friend of the show, Kyle, Kyle Beaterwolf, president of the Young Professionals of Albuquerque, was listening. You're talking about that dude? And he suggested... Ways to pay it forward, attend the Young Professionals of ABQ Citywide Mixer it's just a Thursday at Revel at 6. It's just a plug. How think? about that? It ties in. That's not send a positive text message to five people, but yeah. Tyler, what do you got? <laughs> All right, I'm thinking so if you have to pay it forward towards a Chick-fil-A employee, there's only one way you do that, and that is to vandalize a church's. You know. he, he beat me to my last one. <laughs> That was my cleanup hitter. Good job, Tyler. So I was going to say throw a brick through Popeyes, but close go. enough. <laughs> Get in a fist fight at KFC. <laughs> I love this. I love this so much. Oh, great minds, brother. So my idea of just writing a lot of positive affirmations on sticky notes and putting them on like win- windows and, and buildings around town not a good idea. It's it's an idea. It's not it's bad. A idea. What about, like, if I donated some old towels or something like an animal shelter? That's, like, a cool thing. That's good. That's good. You should be doing that all the time. Oh, wow. Seasonally. How many? Hold up. How often do you replace your towels, dude? Um, Seasonally. I'm a big towel guy. Chris it's, Burnett. It's something, it's something about me. Get Chris Burnett in the studio for a second. I know he's got some good ones. I got a real good one. All right, what is it? Considering it was at Chick-fil-A where this happened, I yeah. I say I make see. a donation on behalf of a LGBTQ+. Plus or Planned Parenthood charity. That's not bad at all. That's very yeah. good. 
considering it's Chick-fil-A. Because, well, and actually, they're out of that now. I don't know if you're aware. They stopped they, doing that. They said the company themselves are out of it, but the owner and board of directors still make donations well, to it's on the side. anti-LGBQ and anti-choice Wait, you're saying charities. Me, tra- did I just take a hush meal? Yes, you did. Dang it. Chris Burnett. I say when you're in like the grocery store, like a convenience store, and somebody's like struggling to pay, pay for their stuff. That's already me. It's you today. Yeah, it's me. I'm, that's I'm that target. <laughs> I'm... Chris is like, when you're at the Smiths, you fu- you buy a $5 gas card, and you put it at the gas pump, and wherever people go to get there. First of all, I'm not touching a rando gas card. There's no way. There's no way. It would be covered in rando. I wonder what flavor that lollipop on the ground is. Also, to be fair, you guys don't have to, to go. Be, to be like, uh, <laughs> you guys don't have to go all the way to a Smiths just to find somebody that's going to struggle to pay for their Smiths. There's one in the studio right now with you. It's right you. Right it's yeah. Tyler. Yeah, right here. I mean, right here. Tyler's like, there's nothing I love more than when someone leaves some quarters at the laundry mat. It's the best. <laughs> it's the best. <sighs> what a Monday. A full program's nice. We're getting bumped by the Topi boys the majority of the summer, which is nice. I Googled a list. It says, take muffins or cookies to your local librarian. <laughs> what? That's serial killer stuff. What? That's a good way to get on a list. Tyler. Who's got this librarian fetish who made this? Good job today. Thank you. Good job, guys. Chris, you also did okay. Big thank you to Peter Trevisani. Van, final words? Too much for the time allotted, my friend. But anything we didn't cover, make sure you check out tomorrow morning on the opening drive with Jeff, JJ, and A. Marie. Hear me out, guys. If everyone write an email or a letter to a formal teacher and tell them how they made a positive impact in your life, that might be kind of nice. I've literally done that. It was a Facebook message, but it was a long time ago. Great. Good job, everyone, Gigi.